0: Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 50. Okay, here we go. In this episode, my friends and I talk about woke identity politics in Hollywood. We talk about COVID and we talk about the January 6th riots. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen. And I hope you enjoy. Gentlemen, hello. Gentlemen, how's everyone doing this evening?
1: We're good. Mm-hmm. Huh. Good. Glad to be alive. Yeah, I am blessed.
0: Yeah, everybody's That's... recovered from COVID now. <laughs> uh, it's all over. behind us now. Yeah, I think that that really is the cure. It's just you know everybody French kissing each other <laughs> until we have a hundred percent exposure, and then and
2: you also a byproduct that is peace on earth. <laughs>
0: I mean, come on! If
2: how do you hate if Bush French and Bin
0: Laden kissed? had just kissed it out? Oh
2: yeah, what's we're that? off to a bad start. This is a table yeah, What's are. that picture of like the two Russian leaders that are kissing?
0: Oh, it's um you know Brezhnev or is it is it Khrushchev?
2: I think, so and there's like two of the and they painted it. and It was like both of them kissing. There's like a famous uh, painting of that, or there. maybe it's or, like spray it's, it's like <clears throat> yeah, like they're like embracing each other. And it's, maybe like, it's Bre-
0: There is a picture of like think it's khrushchev and fidel castro kissing and uh khrushchev is is kissing castro but you know it's like a you know a greeting it's a russian and a cuban so what else do you expect (laughs) you know (laughs) what great eastern europeans are affectionate and like Mm -hmm. i've been to south america you know cuba south america yeah and they always kiss you whenever you know i
1: think though the kissing on the cheek and stuff is far more european than i think we take take a. I don't know what I'm saying. But that we think it is. <laughs> I'm like, take it. It's not the right. really did. It really did. No, but um, what I'm because like I was just watching some old uh stuff on like World War One and stuff, and the mm-hmm. uh, Kaiser and the Crown Prince, and this mm-hmm. is Germany, right? They, and they greet each other with a kiss, and I was like, I didn't yeah, know that, came, that, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dude, that's
0: like all of Europe. Yeah. I I would have thought maybe Germany, not as
2: much like Northern Europeans.
0: That's what I was maybe, saying. I was like, oh, but
1: they they treat yeah. each other with a kiss,
0: but it I think yeah, with a like... holy kiss.
2: It always depends. the 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 only difference is how many times you do the kiss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's like that's cool. Not if you do. Is like, do you do like I think Germans do like one kiss once, or two. Do once, and then the French do
0: two. because well, what I'm I'm wondering <clears throat> is uh... the Italians do two.
2: French do? The <laughs> first, I've seen West Side Story.
1: Technically, the French do four. That was like the old tradition. And it's and, in the uh,
2: air, right? It's not on like on the cheek.
1: It's changed <laughs> over time. Like no, you like I on purpose
0: I kiss... reference West Side Story because they're not Italian. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Wait, what is West Side anyway, Story?
0: They're it's Puerto Rican.
1: Puerto Rican and... Italian. It's American.
2: Are those the two houses that are at war? Italy and Puerto Rico? The the Hatfields
0: and the McCoys.
1: <laughs> two Or the, uh,
0: the... What is it? The Capulets and the...
1: Can we also talk about... Montague. Montague. Can we also That's talk right. a little bit about that, the entertainment? Because I don't know you heard what Peter Dinklage said about Snow White. Yeah. Like, and it's just...
0: Wait, what did he say? He said
2: it's terrible.
1: He's like... He has he's taken issue that there are seven dwarves, right? And he's like, "Have I not done anything for the movement?" And it's like, "Look,
0: bro, this is like a story that's probably hundreds of years old, but, and then the movie came out a hundred years
1: ago." But also, like these these are not like little people. Yeah, they're actual like mythical creatures. Yeah. Uh, now I'm sure that is he complaining who, about Lord of the Rings? Right. I'm just like. So okay, so well, what I just want to say is like they're mythical creatures. Obviously, you know that little people have been abused and mocked throughout mm-hmm. a lot. So like, I'm totally not down for that. But that's not what Snow White's about. Mm-hmm. Not even close to it. Yeah,
0: they're not. They're not uh, villains. They're not like. I mean, they have personalities.
1: So you know, Peter Dinkley decides to make a big uh, mm-hmm. or he, he just what says a weird something.
0: thing to get offended about. Like, it really, now? Is... Yeah, like, just... why now? <laughs> So What's the onus?
1: here's the new Snow White movie that's gonna come out. Oh man, it's gonna have one of the actresses from West well, Side Story, mm-hmm. who's definitely not Snow White, and there's gonna be no dwarves.
0: So <laughs> what?
3: You... Oh, really? They completely they... went against the
1: title. The
0: Did they really yeah. get rid of the dwarves?
1: Yeah, they said they don't have any dwarves. So I no... thought you were
0: gonna say it was gonna be a dwarf Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> seven like
2: so t- seven bros living <laughs> in the forest together yes. so what's what's the story gonna be i don't oh, know a like getting poisoned an actress
1: who portrayed we can
2: still show women getting poisoned that's fine right
1: so here's the funny thing right you have an actress Feminism. yeah hashtag because of cultural appropriation you have an actress who's af her, his, her i think her mother is colombian and her dad yeah. is polish who played a puerto rican not even Puerto Rican in West Side Story. Who's gonna now play like this? I think it's Bavarian, right? Snow White. Yep, Bavarian. a Bavarian princess. <laughs> Snow White. She's definitely not Snow White, and it's like no dwarves. It, it's it's like just make your own movie. <laughs> make your own woke fairy tale. Just
0: woman and the seven people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, just the the people, the human beings. Because you can't even like the Green assume Dale gender. Human
0: beings.
1: Gosh, it's just so. <laughs> Dude, I mean, there's Eric, a... Eric,
0: have you watched Community?
1: I've watched... i watched... Okay. I never finished it because... Okay, but you saw the shows. Greendale
0: human beings I uh, they tried I th- to make the mascot?
1: I think so, and, and it was a really creepy looking... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Huh, that is odd. I'm glad you brought that to our attention. I'm just... I did read about that. Yeah,
1: it's just like... <sighs>
0: I'm, what a know. weird world... To be it's living in. It's a stupid
1: world. There's an R word that I want to use, but you know, you can't. Retarded? Use yes. Because <laughs> it really is. I'm like, retarded is so. Like, it's the perfect word for Before this. maybe we were abusing it. Yeah, the I
0: mean, word, I, I get now like we're using it. Well, no, it I get how you can use it as a pejorative to say, like, you know, to say something hurtful about a person. Absolutely. But it's like, dude, the development of the human mind in the modern day. Yeah. Like we have retarded the mind. Yes. We're like at, mm. we have slowed it down. We've held it back. Oh, I just. Can't and it's say like it. now we have to pretend. A lot of things.
2: Oh, so. I think the other thing that's upsetting about all of this is like the goal is not to sit down and create a story. The goal is to appease a mm-hmm. certain ratio mm-hmm. and then the story comes later. And then they, like people are surprised that they're bad movies. <laughs> so it's the thing, yeah. like,
0: like, the, the, it's it's like, like it's like it's the, propaganda. The, yeah. The
2: way mm-hmm. you start, the way you start writing a movie is not storyboarding, but what, uh, how are we going to cast this and make sure that it checks off all the boxes uh, that we need to check off. And what like idea do I need to shove down people's throats?
0: through yeah. this through the course of this 2 hours and 15 minutes yeah. you know yeah. yeah yeah it's like i mean we're th- this is uh i guess kind of related but uh in the garage we were talking about and i think we might have talked about it on the podcast one of my new least favorite movies that miguel is just gaga over okay that's not fair he he really likes it um is cruella and oh, yeah, sure. i the reason i don't like it is because the thing that i love the most to see in a movie it has zero percent of, which is subtlety. Mm. And it's like for a movie to have subtlety where like you rewatch it and then you watch it a third time and you're like, man, maybe the director was actually trying to like communicate this or whatever. Like uh, I heard, so you know, the movie Arrival. Yeah. Right. I was talking to a guy at the church and he was like, man, I've watched that time, that movie four times and every time it was about something else. Like, the first time it was an alien movie, then it was a linguistics movie, then it was a marriage movie, and I forget what he said about the Mm -hmm. fourth time watching it. Like, man, that's so great when you can communicate, like, with such subtlety that you're kind of discovering things on rewatches. And I feel like so many new movies, it's just like, here's the thought that I I want you to be walking out of the theater with. It's like, I just beat you over the head with that thought for two hours. And so, Mm -hmm. like Cruella, you start off, and it's like, no tiny baby cruella you can't cut a pattern that's outside of the lines you must abide by the rules and being creative is going to get you nowhere in life young lady and i'm like okay i get it and we're 6 seconds into this film and i'm already exhausted you know it's like is this what it's going to be is just you telling me to feel bad for myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the next 2 hours yeah so anyway
1: yeah hmm. i i i, I it, I agree that storytelling is really taking a hit with society nowadays. And that's, I think detrimental to mm-hmm. all of us as human beings, because we are naturally storytellers. Or we listen to stories mm-hmm. and um, if nothing comes off as genuine and it doesn't even make sense. Like I said, nobody's making a big deal that I, I think she's the main actress. I'm not sure of West side story. It wasn't even Puerto Rican. She's supposed to be playing a Puerto Rican right? yeah. culture appropriation, but, it doesn't really matter because in that instance, just as long as they had a look, right?
0: They're they're brown enough. Yeah,
1: you know, and it's right. like it's, it's just so dumb. And then, and then, yeah, what's going on with Snow White and all this stuff? And I'm not like obviously, you know that I'm not a Disney fanboy, um, so it's not like I'm so tied to these properties, but it's just to me, it's just the whole thing with storytelling, like mm-hmm. for- well,
0: and the thing Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is not a Disney movie primarily. Like, no, Disney made the version of it that is obviously the most well-known today, but it's yeah. like, it's like saying, you know, the Three Little Pigs is a Disney property. Right, right, exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. these are it's not like old, original in some cases, yeah. these are, like, ancient stories. Like, yeah. what is it, Little Red Riding Hood? They have versions of that that are from, like, the B.C. era. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. It's freaky, know. man. Yeah. yeah. So, these are huh. deep, deep stories. Yeah, but, yeah, and, you were saying, you know, well, you're not well, married well, to uh, the Disney...
1: What I am a fan of Uh, is Tolkien literature and they're going to do, you know, they're doing a new show on Amazon and I'm hoping the
0: Numenorians.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's the title of the show they just came out with is rings of power, which I'm like, okay, it's really cool. Lord Uh of the
0: rings, the rings of (laughs)
1: power. That's what it's called. (laughs) Yeah, Because if you don't include Lord of the rings, nobody Mm -hmm. knows what you're talking about. Lord of the
0: rings of power.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Should have just combined it, but, Mm -hmm. um, it should be really awesome. Everything, uh, that it's going to go over. And it, I think it brings a lot more color to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm worried and there's already hints of like woke culture kind of mm-hmm. going. But it's not going to be hopefully over, overtly sexual, I think, because there's <clears> a big <throat> backlash against that. And um, yeah, the, the, the biggest thing for me is that there's going to be black and Asian hobbits. And understanding Tolkien yeah, did, literature, it's don't... like... It doesn't really make sense, but like I'm willing to even overlook that. Just I don't want to see is like 21st century issues bleeding into. Yeah, the exactly. Story. Yeah. It's
0: like you want a movie to be timeless. Yeah. You know, you want, you want, you want to. Honestly, what you'd love is for in 100 years when film studies is thought of as like literature studies. Yeah, people yeah. are looking at these movies and they're watching them like people read War and Peace. Mm-hmm. You know, and sure, it's like, oh, well, here's the historic context of like the Napoleonic Wars and whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're not thinking like, okay, what was the agenda of the director or of Hollywood at the time to try to get mm-hmm. people to think this? And yeah. it's like, I I don't, I'm not trying to be insensitive when I say that I agree with what you're saying about how I think it's just kind of ridiculous to say like, you know, we gotta, we gotta make sure that there's also Asian dwarves or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, to me, if there's a, like, if there's a story like, uh, um, like journey to the West, you know, journey to the West. It's like a, I don't know if it's ancient or maybe medieval, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's like one of the main Chinese myths huh. and it's like, huh, but we really need to make sure that we have like, Hispanic and white people in there. It's like, well, no. I mean, all the characters are either Chinese or I think there's some Tibetan, maybe Nepali and, and Hindustani people in there, but it's like, mm-hmm. just, let it, just let, let it be. Just let it be. It's already a thing, you know? I want to I'm rel-
1: sorry.
2: <clears throat> oh, I was just going to say that's something that I was watching a were talking about Saving Private Ryan and one of the hits about, like, you know, the, there was no representation of the other allied forces in. Uh, really, really much of any uh, representation of that in Saving Private Ryan. The like guy was talking about, well, the movie takes place on this beach, and like going through like this beach, and then they're in this, they're taking this town, they yeah. go to this town because that is in the American sector in the beginning of D-Day. If there were British soldiers there in any kind of more number than like one or two, they are wildly outside of their. Yeah, lines. they're not where they need to be. Like, there. and that's yeah, not they, a good these thing. Are, these un- aren't these yeah. are
0: decisions that are made on a whim. Yeah, yeah. Like I and I get, I do get that like there is a. um it is good to have in movies mm-hmm. an exposure to a breadth of cultures and languages and experiences and cuisines mm. and, and mythologies and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, therefore, I would say like uh, like the the show Friends. You know, you have a, a show called Friends, and it's set in, like, the most diverse yeah. city in the United yeah. States, and it's, like, a white guy and a white guy and a white guy and then a white girl and a white girl and a white girl. Yeah. And those are going to be your main characters. And I can totally see someone being like, dude, what the heck? There's, like, a whole <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: breadth of people that are in this. And not not just the main characters, but, like, almost yeah. all the characters that have any lines or mm-hmm. screen time or anything. Yeah. So there I kind of see where it's, like, you know if and especially like if i were uh hispanic or i'm uh you know italian or or chinese and i'm thinking of like uh you know the way that my people specifically <clears throat> have interacted with new york city over the past 3 4 5 generations um and then to just see that this really this is like the largest primetime slot show yeah. with like actors being paid like insane amounts of money like that would kind of get under my skin but i cannot imagine watching tolkien and being like but where's the representation of you know specifically uh you know siberian dwarves or you know just whatever (laughs) it is it's like okay um
1: it it doesn't respect the intent the what the author wanted yeah
0: the original um context in our
1: world yeah well yeah and it's like Look, I, I was what I was gonna say earlier is I want to relate uh, to people on in a, I guess in a more human level, not mm-hmm. so much, whatever because I can watch any movie about any character, doesn't matter what they look yeah, like, except for Cruella. Except for Cruella, as long have as- you seen that movie? <clears throat> no, yeah, don't.
0: I I I will say it's got a great um, soundtrack, and it might be a movie that's worth watching just so you can hone your capacity to define what a bad movie is. <laughs> I really do think it's that bad. I think it's a technically bad movie, huh. but anyway. I, um,
1: I just yeah, I want to relate to people that way, and and even like in Lord of the Rings, I'm I'm relating to elves and dwarves that don't actually exist. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's like it's fantasy. Let it mm-hmm. just be fantasy. And be fantastic. <laughs> and it's like if you do feel like there is an underrepresentation of different cultures or peoples mm-hmm. or not, it's like then show us something about it. You know, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. hijack something else and and destroy that and and also don't not telling us anything new about another people or culture because mm-hmm. i i actually really do enjoy learning about other people oh heck cultures. yeah man but dude they freaking
0: you know what show did that the best uh or i guess shows but any like anthony bourdain yeah what was it parts unknown and yeah. and no reservations yeah holy cow i love watching that with nicole because it's like she loves food and i love geopolitics and so it's like here's this show where we're gonna go into like serbia Mm -hmm. or indonesia or you know Mm -hmm. sri lanka or you know we're gonna go to a place and we're gonna hang out with just the locals and talk and and we're gonna you know just and i'm like man that's so cool that is so cool to see
2: the the breadth of human experiences that there are all around the world and i think the trouble with like something like tolkien's works is that you're representing uh like, like that different land. So what you should be doing is embodying what that character is. Mm-hmm. So, like, you should be, as a dwarf, you shouldn't be saying, like, oh, I see myself... You can, I mean, you can always see yourself in characters, but you shouldn't be like, oh, I see myself, and I was like, well, no, this is an elf. I'm not an elf. So what I would want to see is I would be like, I'm totally fine with diverse casting if that person is the best actor to in a, embody that character, which okay. I think there could be. I think, you know, there are lots of different... Um, ethnicities that enjoy Tolkien's work and can and could be a hard mm-hmm. fan and like a, the best actor for, but I want to see them chosen because they're the best actor for the role and I think they would want to be chosen because mm-hmm. they're the best actor for the role right. not because they meet some uh, ratio requirements yeah. like I would yeah. hate to be told that the reason that I was on a committee or I was mm. it, it was cast as something or I was yeah. given a job is because it's I met a on ratio on board of directors requir- yeah. yeah because I met a ratio requirement not because they thought that I was gifted or would do a mm. or even would do a good job yeah. just that like yeah. You are our—it's literally to me. It sounds like you are our Tolkien guy. Our token. To- token guy. Sorry, <laughs> you are our token guy. Oh
0: my gosh,
2: that that has got to be the the
0: title of the episode—is <laughs> yeah.
2: Tolkien token. Um, yeah, because it, it, thats and that's what it all sounds like to me. It's like you're the the face that we're putting forward to be like, hey, look, we've got this guy. Like we're not—we're not—we're not racist because look, we got we got a black friend. That's yeah. what it all sounds oh, like to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it's it's. It's not good. I just thought that it was um humorous on some levels and frustrating on other levels mm-hmm. to hear Peter Dinklage say what he was saying. Yeah. Um and, and so an, an, a show that I think suffered from that was The Wheel of Time. Yeah. I never really felt like I was going anywhere new mm-hmm. with it because everybody yeah. it was all just
0: well and diverse dude, and, what is so freaking great, one of the things that's great about Wheel of Time is it has a lot of cultural diversity in right. it as far as like You know, I'm gonna say words and they're not gonna mean anything to most people. But it's like, okay, you have the Shan Chan that live across the sea, and they're kind of like the almost like a imperial Chinese type of dynastic system. Um, You have you have the Aiel that are this weird. Think of like somewhere between Scottish Highlanders and Arabs, like a a mixture of those cultures. You have just I, I don't know. You got a lot of different cultures and everything. And then instead of like, communicating that through the show, it's like, okay, here is, you know, this tiny town in basically Germany, and I'm going to fill this town with people who are of all different races. It's like, no, I mean, I don't I don't care if you made all the people in that town, you know, Hispanic or Southeast Asian or whatever, but it's like, they, the point is it's a small town and they're not in contact with a lot of the rest of the world, and so they would be kind of ethnically... Homogeneous there mm-hmm. and then once they venture out into the big big world then that like uh in the show when they come to um Tar-Vallon and right. the white tower that is a cosmopolitan city that's a right. that's a london or a new york or something where it's like yeah there would be people of all different kinds there mm. and that's where you could really let that <laughs> shine but trying to shoehorn it into every scene it's like dude you're also doing your future self a real disservice because there's a lot of awesome ways that you can use this in the future right, you know, right, right, right. You know? Mm.
1: yeah i think that would have been better if uh the small town that they start out in you just see as like this i don't know because it, it was a it's a small i it wouldn't
0: it's the shire
1: the shire basically <laughs> right yeah that's a good um way of putting it and so yeah and it's like
0: in the shire it's not like oh and we also have elves and we have <laughs> humans right. it's like no we're all hobbits yeah and we don't get out much
1: yeah there's just a bunch of know? farmers mm-hmm. and then to go to this big and it looked visually uh beautiful city and it's cosmopolitan like the mm-hmm. the shock value right you do not get getting that. It, so it's... yeah
2: so are they are they <clears throat> doing it where it's like they're like each of the groups are different because i could totally yeah. see, i think it would be a neat thing i could totally do of like where so the hobbits are all hispanic And so that's the hobbits and then the dwarves are all that would make more sense to me because then you're just representing that these these are the groups this is this this the people of this ethnicity i could
0: see you i could see one getting into a lot of hot Mm -hmm. water if you did that because it's like oh they're so other that like they they wouldn't breed together they wouldn't they would think of themselves as not men but well can i can i just give a real
1: quick example where that would go downhill so fast is uh what
0: oh man what if it's you, episode 50, man. We're ready to get canceled. Yeah,
1: no, but what if you made uh, all the dwarves Jews? <laughs> <laughs> Underground <laughs> you're, you're, with
0: their hordes these, of gold.
1: These bearded people who the, are greedy with gold. <laughs> big noses. <laughs> exactly. Because oh. uh, people do think that Tolkien yeah. was uh, uh. using Jews as inspiration for the dwarves.
0: Inspiration. Yeah. We'll use
1: that one. Whether or not mm. Tolkien was a little, like racist or not i mean that's mm-hmm. that's up for top you know that's a, mm-hmm. for discussion yeah. but the thing is like okay so let's say he was mm-hmm. so don't use his stuff do something
0: else yeah exactly that's make fair. something but new that's fair now nah, we know. gotta go with trusted properties that yeah. people will tune in
2: for i know he hated established fan bases like it, yeah i know he hated when we tried to read modern things yep. into it like to oh. say that, because people were really, like, oh, it's, for, it's, a, it's a thing of like World War II and how the evil Nazis are coming to oh. try to take over. Them, and then this is, the Shire is English people. And this is the, <laughs> the um, you know, this, this one. And this is America. And this is that. And it's, it's like, no, he's trying to create. A, Something unique. Yeah, yeah ba- but he's trying to do it as an homage based on old Norse oh, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. Anglo-Saxon literature of the yep. old epics. And that's what he's trying to do is is reach back into that well, which is what he studied constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wrote The Hobbit on the back of one of his middle age um, middle ages literature students' paper. He just got bored was re- was bored reading paper, flipped around, and wrote in a hole in the ground. There lived a hobbit. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. how he that's how he started this whole thing. Yeah. Um. Him. so he was thinking <laughs> he's thinking. dude, dude I, I read, read a lot of crappy
0: yet. papers. <laughs> I could be it could be our generation's next Tolkien.
2: <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um oh, I forgot where I was going with it. So so yeah, so we shouldn't be like, Oh, yeah. this is this culture, this is reflecting that culture. Um, but it, it's live it's it's in a time and it's it's based on the fantasy epics where these are distinct groups that don't inter intermingle as much as you would uh, as much as we do now. Yeah. That's something good to remember when we go back and study history is the groups are a lot more homogenous there are some you know travelers and inner you know um like cultures mingling a little <clears> bit but travel is slower and it takes a lot to get to places and you don't really and, and travel is dangerous you people die on the road you know like right? so no. you don't like you don't just travel like no one was a tourist back then <laughs> no one just went to go see something <laughs> and so um you had traders that were moving back and forth and merchants and stuff but there wasn't as much yeah, like pilgrimages and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like there wasn't as much movement as there is today. Well, yeah. and, and a lot less, I think, touching on what you
0: less movement for the sake of movement. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, we're not just going on vacation. We're going to see the Holy Land so we can get extra points toward our purgatory yeah. stay. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going on the Hajj if I'm Muslim. To, to see mm-hmm. and there's know, always, to the city of Mecca.
2: There's always outliers, but for the most part, people were born and they died in the same city they were born in, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's something that I remember listening to a, um, a podcast with Carl Truman, and he mm-hmm. talked about how like his his wife is from an island off the coast of Scotland, I think, mm-hmm. and um, it's like everyone there, yeah. You by the time you're five, <clears throat> you know the person you're gonna marry. You might not know you're well, gonna yeah. marry them, but like everybody there knows their it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I've I have childhood memories with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and here, like I met Nicole and oh, right, right, you know, right. I it's like she's from a thousand miles yeah. up north and then like you every know every now and again you're... I forget
1: that. Yeah.
0: Are you still things still?
1: Lady-like. We're we're talking. Okay. Um but yeah. I mean Cristal? I didn't do one. Huh?
0: Cristal Still...
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still talking but if anything's going to develop it's got to de- develop out of a friendship so okay, that's just where, where that's we are and... so
0: it's kind of like where it was last time just kind of yeah I mean
1: I, I talked to her again about I, I can't We're doing this with the podcast but she, she's never going to say um yeah I yeah, I talked to her, I just wanted to know and, and she was just honest with me like she, she her past and her past heartbreaks and everything where she's at right now she doesn't know what she wants so you know she's weary of, of, like, hurting me or anything like that. And I'm like, I totally get it. Like, I understand. Um, I'm
2: weary of you hurting me, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm like, it's, yeah, this is what, this is what it is. You, you yeah. put yourself out there. It's yeah. vulnerable. It may not work out. I mean, mm-hmm. it may. But, like, I'm totally fine. Mm. I'm even just satisfied right now just being friends. Mm. Um, and I want to help her. Uh, there's some hurts there. Heal. Heal, yeah. And and even for myself, it helps me. And it's like, um, I'm, I'm just... You know, have friends in uh, that area where she lives that are Christian, and I think she needs that in her life. So I'm trying to just even push that. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe it'll just end that friendship. Uh, maybe not. It's not like we've decided we're just going to remain friends, but we are friends. Mm-hmm. And That's good. if something's going to develop, it's got to start from there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, yeah. But there's a. <clears throat> I'm excited about this year, despite <laughs> starting it off with COVID. But I'm, I'm pretty excited when um, we start working with uh, Mike helping autistic kids and practicing oh, yeah, yeah. behavioral therapy. I really wanted to do that to grow as a person. That was a job I felt like I can grow as a person because uh, it'll test your patience and then trying to help people that uh, aren't easy to help necessarily, like mm. think. Mm. you would know, think. Kids are already a handful, mm-hmm. but then if the kid is having trouble communicating, Right? how do you deal with yeah. that yeah so it's like i want to just do something that's gonna it's gonna force me to empty myself yeah you know and it's like um mm-hmm. th- this just just happened to, to open up to, and then i had another job opportunity that didn't didn't make it so <clears throat> and i'm like i'm totally fine with mm-hmm. going down this road but I'm, I'm excited because of that uh plans of just the future um mm-hmm. and just where things might go yeah uh, and if they don't go there um they're gonna go in some direction mm. so i've kind of uh learned to just accept the journey like it's nothing's a waste because it's all part of the story right mm. right and
0: yeah. it's all the stuff god is doing to right. make you the person that he's making you
1: and if you're ever going to tell a story like you have no idea how what you've experienced enriches yeah. that, you know so
0: by the way i want to add a additional <clears throat> tip uh since you uh or uh, wanting to pursue like working with autistic kids, I don't know if you yeah. know this couple in our church, um, the snow, uh, the Snowbrines. Are you familiar? Snowbrines. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they work a lot s- with M twenty five. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have a son who's autistic. If you, uh, if you were looking for an opportunity.
1: Okay. okay. Well, I'll be working with autistic kids. Yeah. I'll be yeah. working at a facility. Yeah. Do, they, but, do they, yeah. does that kid go anywhere? Or is he more high functioning?
0: Uh no, I don't. No, not particularly they're... high functioning but i do think that he's largely at home yeah largely. Oh, okay. you know, yeah but, then. but yeah um so just, just an example
2: if you want to maybe. help the family mm. help them cope better yeah, i don't know mm-hmm.
1: what doors this uh will open up but i'm just glad to be doing a job where it's helping mm-hmm. people and mm. more in this way um and yeah like even just doing some of the training, I was really, I was discouraged for several reasons. One, I was older than any of the other people that were doing the training. They were, mm-hmm. like, about to graduate UCF. Um So, uh, my friend, uh, Mike, who works there, he's, he's the one who told me about uh, It's actually his business. Um, <clears throat> he asked, like, when everybody was born, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think it was, like, 2000. Ugh. Right, so oh, so right, so geez. I'm having the same. I'm like, yeah, gosh, I, I feel so shocked. I got a gun in the house. If you want to kill yourself <laughs> now, <laughs> right? I felt I was like, oh my, God, this is so weird. Um, so anyways, they, I think I ended up saying when I was uh, born, and one of them called me a boomer. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I remember you telling me that. I was like, I will say, like, it's weird getting to the point where because I teach high school, and I'm thinking, man, I'm almost. Twice as old as I was when I graduated. Like yeah. it, that will soon uh, be. Yeah. Like I'll be looking at seniors and saying, "I am twice your age."
1: What you freaks know? What freaks me? Out, I was just thinking, because when good. I
0: started working there, I was like 24, yeah. so I was barely huh. different wow. than them. Mm-hmm.
1: You know. Um. Yeah, we keep getting older, right? What uh, just kind of freaked me out when I thought about it. it was like I'm older than my mom was mm. when she had me.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that too. Oh. Yeah. you know
1: freaks me out like just wow yeah but anyway, i was I was discouraged about that but then you know i got over it uh um, I, I had no background i have no real background in behavioral therapy mm-hmm. these kids did i'm calling them kids mm-hmm. i don't care
3: youngins. uh these
1: youngins uh did so there was like um vernacular and understanding that i'm like man my mind has to train to work the way because it's a lot of detective work and stuff and i was like my mind's just not working like that um and I was able to laugh it off, and I was fine. But another thing that discouraged me was like my interaction with kids was limited, has been limited, and usually anything I've interacted with kids is like make sure you don't do anything that puts you in any kind of liable, yeah, position or looks funny or whatever. And so with with these kids, I've got to hold them, I've got to spin them, mm-hmm. tickle them, like just communicate in a way that they can understand. And so I had to do this one uh exercise with a kid where I, I had to after they did the task pick them up and spin them mm-hmm. and i was like i was just for whatever reason i was just so discouraged i'm like this is, is this really me you know yeah. so then I, I was like screw it i'm gonna try and i and i did it and i picked up the kid and i spun on and I, I felt great yeah good and i felt like i was more comfortable with the kids i was growing more comfortable with the mm-hmm. kids being hands-on and I don't know, I felt warm and so Yeah.
0: That's good, man. Yeah,
1: so it was like uh it's gonna push me and mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Yeah. Um yeah. so uh I really look forward to that. Be awesome. Yeah. Huh. Um, that's good. Yeah. That, that's uh all right. pretty much all I didn't expect we yeah. i going into that.
0: No, I was actually really liking the woke uh Yeah. Like T V geopolitics,
1: Jeez. Anthony I,
0: Bourdain conversation. Yeah,
1: I just um I want I want it to die already. I'm like
0: let's just let's make that the thing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I know you also want to talk about COVID.
0: Well, let's wait till episode 51 to be taken off <laughs> <clears throat> I also kind of want David to be here because he's uh got an opinion. Like and it's so weird. And I mean this is this is related because I I think that there's a there's a similar stream that goes through a lot of these ideas. Um, and so I was talking to him, uh, the other day and he, he was saying, like, I think that we're kind of letting our guard down too fast and we really should be taking COVID more seriously. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, one of the big things I think is like, I definitely think that like people need to be wearing face masks more like cloth face masks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, that's a weird thing to fixate on. And I asked him like, what, okay, so what is your take on the fact, and you know, I'll wear a cloth face mask, mm-hmm. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, I'm not a sheep, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever, I know my rights. <laughs> uh, and mm-hmm. also, I'm a hardcore libertarian, so I believe any business has a right to expect their employees or their patrons to do whatever or to not be in business with them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so having said that,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, I I asked him, I was like, what? well, what are your thoughts on the fact that, like, both the CDC and, like, several, um, like, democratic... Uh, leaders and and political figures have started saying like that it's not effective that cloth cloth masks aren't effective um, as effective and they yeah they're not yeah. like as effective as they've been um, portraying it as being mm-hmm. and he said well I still think that people should be wearing them and I'm like okay but you didn't really basically like I told you a thing and then you <clears throat> didn't really try to wrestle with it, it like I still think people should be doing this even if, mm-hmm. even if it's not, a, like, I don't think he would have said even if it's not effective, but it's like, um, I don't get the, I don't get why specifically that one is one to focus on. I think the, yeah. the big one that makes sense to focus on is like, one, vaccinating those who are of highest need, mm-hmm. you know, those who, who are in greatest danger of it, which is particularly the elderly. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other would be, you know, if you're sick, stay home. Mm -hmm, You know, and giving ample time for people to recover and Mm -hmm. not be not have a transmissible version of the virus before Mm -hmm. they're uh, back. So I think those are the main things that the second one, though, is actually really hard to enforce just because of so many people not having full time work with paid time off, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and and paid sick leave.
2: And there's a lot of a lot of people that hold the opinion of just like, I don't care if I'm sick, I'm going out, I'm not staying home. Yeah. There's a vast, like not vast, but there's just a, a, a very strong, like, stubbornness of, no, I don't care, you know, I got, I'm sick, it doesn't matter, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm gonna mm. go out for for anything, like, my, my mom had to deal with that with <clears throat> preschool, like, mm. the parents would be like, I don't want to have to stay home with my kid, or have to deal with my kid, like, you take him, he's like, uh, really feverish with flu, but you take him and pass it to everybody, otherwise yeah. she's yeah. like, well, it's not gonna affect me, mm. is usually the thinking. Right, right, yeah. So I do, I I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like if we could get down the stay home when you're sick, kind of, not I Hill, wouldn't say like period, yeah. but like for the, for the most part, um, but that's going to take getting better business practices with allowing people to stay yeah. home. Yeah. Which uh, is, is not going to happen anytime soon. Not for certain types of employment. Which are the types
0: of employment that are the most... Yeah, that's true. Well, one are the largest, and then are also the most affected by this. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, I just... Okay, so we can talk a little bit about this as well, because I think they're both... the kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of woke ideologies. And it's something that I've been noticing, mm-hmm. and that really has made me think like, okay, what's, what's going on here is, um, more and more people who are left leaning or democratic or, or, you know, just people who have been more uh, mm-hmm. cautious, which is not always left leaning or democratic. They're starting to say things that like would have gotten you in trouble, mm-hmm. you know, six months ago. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like I'm here. So specifically a couple instances are like, uh, Anthony Fauci saying, um, on in some interview mm-hmm. uh like well you know the the numbers are really high but we have to acknowledge that a lot of those numbers are people who are hospitalized with covid and not necessarily that they're hospitalized because of covid and so the numbers mm-hmm. are and he used the word overblown and i'm huh? like wait a minute like i feel like because one i have been hearing people say that for yeah. over a year now and a lot of those people have been taken offline you right. know they've been mm-hmm. um de-platformed because of that and then the other one is um, Bill Maher, who's very, mm. you know, left-leaning and everything. And on his show, he was talking about how um, the, especially the measures that are being taken uh, are impractical with regard to, like, the workforce. And that one mm. thing that really had started to disturb him is the fact that you go into a restaurant and you have two different classes of people. You have the serving class, and they have to cover their faces. They have to, you know, abide by mm. these certain rules. And then other people they're allowed to just kind of walk around and they, mm-hmm. and you know they don't even necessarily have to enter with a mask regardless mm-hmm. of if they take it off when they get at the table um and then you have people who work from home they're not like they their lives got better by a lot of <laughs> metrics you know and they mm-hmm. they don't have to mask up and they uh you know don't have to de-ice their windshield in the morning if yeah. they're if they're going to work and then you have you know day workers who like they're still having to do all this type of stuff and he said he he viewed it through more of like a I don't want to say Marxist, but like a class warfare type yeah. of lens, where it's like we're making the lives of of the working class harder and mm. and more demeaning, while mm-hmm. the people who are part of the you know proletariat um, are you know basically like either having things get better for them or lives getting e- work getting easier for them. Um, this is a massive wealth transfer that we're seeing, mm. um, and so hearing him say that. And hearing Fauci say what he said, Mm -hmm. and just hearing, um, like, people saying now, yeah, it doesn't matter if you get the vaccine, you're going to get it, and you're still going to be transmissible. It will keep you from dying, but, you know, or or dying in Mm -hmm. as large of numbers or whatever, but uh, you're still going to get it, and it's still going to be transmissible. So the whole idea that, like, you need to get the vaccine so that... Um, other people's lives aren't negatively affected because you know what Mm. if someone else can't get the vaccine now you transmit it it's like no you you were contagious regardless Mm. um so i'm watching this and i'm going it's almost like if you're watching two geniuses play chess Mm. and someone does something and you're like okay i have no idea why he would have made that move Mm. i don't see anything on the board Mm -hmm. that clues me in as to why Mm. they would have switched the narrative you know, does that does that make sense? Like, were yeah. you aware of any of this or?
1: Um, not, not exactly what uh, you're saying. Um, I did watch some back and forth between Fauci and Rand Paul. Oh my gosh! Um, which is interesting. I think just the problem is, it's such a a novel situation. Situation, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, especially for because I mean. Obviously, there've been pandemics and and diseases mm-hmm. prior, but it's been a long time. Something something like this, and there's a lot of misinformation that's purposely misinforming mm-hmm. others. There's yeah. just because it's just ignorance, and, and they mm-hmm. thought one way, and it was it was actually wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's the correct information, and uh, you know, like this is just why I already have a, a <clears throat> skepticism mm-hmm. towards. Government and corporate government. media. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, that
0: I, that is my huge like note of optimism in this is people are losing faith in institutions, right? And I mm-hmm. actually really like that. Especially well, yeah. the institutions that we have now.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, what institutions in particular? Are people co- lose. Corporate media. Mm-hmm. One as far as like, I don't think anybody watches. Okay, I could be wrong. I don't think many people watch Fox News or CNN or MSNBC mm-hmm. and think. I am getting just the facts, you know. It's like they they kind of acknowledge that it's coming to them with this prepackaged ideology. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, corporate uh, politics. Like, you know, if you're a corporate Republican or a corporate Democrat, like, you have... um, It's so weird to see how people will will talk on certain issues and it's like, what lobbyist is getting you to talk like this? You know, what what lobbying organization is, is... like, buying you season tickets to the Yankees and and convincing, you know, sarcastic air quotes, Mm -hmm. you that this is, like, the the best route forward for America. So Mm -hmm. corporate Democrats, corporate Republicans, corporate media, Mm -hmm. um, just... I I see a lot of people losing faith in those institutions and, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, maybe just feeling the need and probably the ability as well to like to find information um Mm. you know i don't want to say on their own because everybody's drinking from some well uh but yeah i I just and the fact that parents are pulling their kids out of schools in record numbers and homeschooling them because Mm. of uh a lot of what's going on with like critical race theory Mm -hmm. it's like yes yes please like i mean honestly you I think mm-hmm. I'm not saying if you're a Christian, absolutely there's no excuse to send your kid to a public school, but man, they've been doing I, I do think that the controversy over CRT is also kinda overblown, but it's like they've been doing way worse things to your kids for mm. twenty years yeah. like mm. teaching them that there's no purpose to their life at all. Yeah. And that they are the product of a series of random mutations and mm. that there's no destiny, there's no meaning. Mm-hmm. Um it's like that's a lot worse than, you know many of the things that are espoused in CRT um mm. uh, so yeah i see parents losing faith in the public school system and so they're withdrawing their kids from that system um and i just think yes like you know even so come lord jesus yeah. um mm-hmm. you know that in a in a very w- real sense but also like man if we're going to be here for much longer uh it it's good to see that people are kind of rejecting what's being put in front of them. Yeah.
1: You know, I do think there are, are a lot of people who are rejecting, but there, there's still a huge amount of people who that's are true. listening yeah. to the narrative. They want to, you know, like, yeah. you know, I listen uh, if I do listen to any corporate media, it would be Fox News one. Cause that's what's played in my house. And, mm-hmm. and two, there are, I, there is ideology there that I share mm-hmm. more than, in other places but i know there's yeah. a narrative being pushed even in, in fox well, news it's not always fair yeah, and, fair yeah. And, balanced. It's well, not.
0: and i think a big and man maybe it's a good thing miguel's not here but like <laughs> a big one is tucker carlson and the big thing that i really appreciate his perspective on is that he's anti-war he's anti you know u.s involvement mm-hmm. with the ukraine thing that's going on it's like mm-hmm. oh no ukraine you know russia's you know threatening border sovereignty with ukraine we must get involved. We must help the Ukraine. Like, you know, it's Ukraine is our closest ally and, you know, greatest little buddy or whatever. And mm-hmm. I I think that you listen to Republicans who are being paid by, you know, giant military corporations to, to be pro-war. And you listen to Democrats who are being paid by giant military corporations to be pro-war. And then you hear a couple voices, like maybe a couple more libertarian voices. And I think that, you know Tucker Carlson is definitely not a libertarian, but I think in that sense he just he he's speaking um a truth that not a lot of people seem to be speaking, and it really feels to me like the reason that other people aren't saying that is because they're in pockets, you know they're in
1: someone's pocket mm. um yeah, might be a good podcast to talk about Ukraine, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we can I mean, do one on that. Yeah, yeah. Let's
0: uh wait till the right. war actually starts and then <laughs> okay. talk about how right we were the whole time before we <laughs> uh...
1: it's, a, it's definitely an interesting situation there, but like like uh you were saying, everybody's kind of pushing a narrative. Yeah. Um and usually the truth is is lost uh-huh. in all that. So
0: You heard uh what happened with Rogan?
1: Uh, what exactly? Well, about Spotify and yeah, Neil like Young. He, he
0: had yeah a lot of that. Like he had
1: two, like incredibly
0: high top level scientists on his show. One was like the guy who invented the first R- mRNA vaccine, mm-hmm. and then the other one was oh I forget what it was, but it, it's like a big deal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both expressing. You know, maybe not necessarily even concerns about the vaccine, but about, like, the government mandating um, everybody taking it. Like, and, mm-hmm. and that, that's a troubling route for the government to go down and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then all these people were saying, like, oh, Rogan is spreading COVID misinformation. Or what's the, what's the, oh, people will use the word, like, he's encouraging vaccine hesitancy. And it's like, well, first of all, look, if if you get it or if you don't get it, you're still going to transmit it to people. Like, you're still going to get you're likely going to get COVID. You're still likely going to be, you know, able to transmit it to other people. Um, so, and, and hospitalized, but it's just, you, apparently you don't die in as high of numbers. So it's not even like well, hospital resources.
2: Like, it's like 2% versus 90% of the unvaccinated that are in hospitals. Like the the charts that they have on that.
0: 2% the... of those who are vaccinated
2: with COVID like out of all the people that are getting COVID, the like the the statistics from World Health and from the CDC, the the graphics are like, dang, it's like this little line down here, and then the unvaccinated is like,
0: so two percent of people who I don't know if that two percent number is I'm just in I'm the just trying, hospital I'm with express, COVID. And, hang on, I'm trying to
2: express it in a non-visual. I'm just way, trying to get the labels way. right though.
0: So it's like two percent of the people who are in the hospital with COVID are vaccinated.
2: No, no, no. So the the how do I say this? It's a, it's a staggering, the so the percentages, the people um who are, who are hospitalized with COVID, the vast, vast majority are unvaccinated. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. So I made sure that, it wasn't, it's not like, oh, I don't know. it Nick, keep going. So.
0: Well, I just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to see specifically what those numbers are. I, I look at the CDC specifically. Yeah. Like, I trust the numbers that we're getting from the CDC. Yeah. And when I look at, Okay. So, so we got a doubter in here. Somebody's,
1: just, red, just, just somebody's get, red pill.
0: No, 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 I, no, 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 anyway, but um, just what I what I do typically see is that the I mean, wild and, you know, in crazy majority of people who are struggling with this are very old. Um, and I think, isn't it like the average age at which someone dies from COVID is higher than the average age at which someone dies period. Mm, right. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you look at the numbers, it's like, you know, 800,000 deaths. And then again, even people like Fauci are saying like the with versus from with COVID versus from COVID, mm-hmm. like it really obscures the data. And now the midterm elections are coming up. It's like we kind of got to f- start to mm. pre- uh, present numbers that make it seem like we have this more under control. Mm. And so we have to start measuring things differently, which is wild. Um, but then you look at the number of people who have died from COVID who are above 85 and it's this massive number. Mm-hmm. And then between 75 and 85 and it's a massive number mm-hmm. between 65 and 75, a little bit smaller. And then like from there down, it's like incredibly yeah. small, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the, uh, what the percentage of people who are elderly and would choose not to get vaccinated, uh, would be, you know, because of the, hard time you're going to have once you get the vaccine um so i don't know maybe those numbers correlate but um what was i saying before that
1: <sighs> dang it i don't necessarily remember but uh mm.
0: oh with with roman yeah so yeah. he had he had guys on who were talking about this and then uh neil young yeah. and a couple other like it was i don't know what is it uh bruce springsteen's guitarist yeah, there was and just then a, a couple smaller, other people were like lesson. either so Spotify either you get rid of Joe Rogan or um, we will not have our music on your platform, and mm-hmm. so basically Spotify said like well what we will do is we will put a warning on each of Joe Rogan's video that'll play or or audio podcast whatever that'll play before his podcast that says like just so you know this is someone who's you know known for spreading. COVID misinformation or whatever. Anyway, so I thought it was actually really cool and healthy and level-headed. Um, Joe Rogan, I think, put out a 10-minute video mm-hmm. of just him talking to the camera, which I don't think he's ever done. Um, and he put that out yesterday. And it was like, I don't know, a call for um, clarity and level-headedness. And there's a lot of like, either you cancel this person or I'm leaving and whatever. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's it kind of gracious. But... Anyway, I'm just saying all that to say, like, it's it's weird how different things feel now than they felt, like, maybe five, six mm. months ago. Mm. You know, how the narrative is changing specifically. Mm. And mm. the things that you used to not mm. be allowed to say that now are the the science. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and people will, would have called this misinformation six months ago. And now it's the official, um, what's the word? Uh S- yeah. No the the official uh dogma I guess mm-hmm. and then it's like okay so what things in 6 months will be considered dogma that right now are considered yeah. cancelable.
1: Right well this this is why I'm skeptical uh with CDC and and who or whatnot because they have changed their position several times. And they've
0: changed their metrics. They've yeah. changed how they are measuring right numbers and then they report them as though it's it's this long line of statistics that are being measured mm-hmm. in the same way. Yeah. I feel like i know enough about those changes to be able to graph out yeah you know how and when those numbers would change but anyway yeah
1: um and so yeah it's it's kind of uh a lot well i guess what i'm more alarmed about isn't i mean there's definitely take having had covid just Mm -hmm. gotten over covid you know take it seriously it's not fun Mm -hmm. to say the least uh but i think what's more alarming is just the way that people are reacting and mm-hmm. like you said so neil young says something which is cancel culture it's been mm-hmm. going on for a while but it's just yeah. getting really really annoying
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: and guess why his music is longer on spotify so neil young's yeah they took he huh. they took it out they're like all right ne- they're not going to get rid of show broken
0: yeah
3: yeah.
1: this isn't spotify being moral it's just their business yeah right right, right. well
0: the you got to do a math equation like who attracts more (laughs) listeners neil young who named some of his songs um
1: i can't name a title (laughs) but i know a song And I know when he's a i when
0: I hear Neil Young, I think of Sweet Home, Alabama and how he's mentioned in that song, you know <laughs>
1: yeah, um he is. I forgot that
0: anyway i you know i've I now know some of the titles of his songs because I've heard this whole conversation, yeah, but it's like no Joe Rogan, like I think the average one of his videos gets or podcast gets twelve million listens, oh yeah, I mean, it's like so ridiculously, yeah, like that's so, what what's that like Indiana or something,
1: yeah yeah it, so anyways uh you know joe rogan probably more than that luckily joe rogan's not uh mm-hmm. going anywhere and it's not because i like agree with everything or i'm a mm-hmm. huge family of joe rogan it's just at least that's a platform where there's conversation
0: happening. yeah like
1: very which, which open just not happening yeah. lot. it's just so frustrating i don't know how we expect things to go so that's what's alarming to me because again everybody wants to believe the narrative and if anybody opposes, not necessarily opposes, but shares Mm -hmm. another narrative it's just we're all up in arms and it's like Mm
3: -hmm.
1: that's not a healthy uh litmus test of Mm -hmm. of like where this country's at you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because yeah we're not sure what the truth is and then we dig our heels on what we think the truth is and then everybody else who's not with us is already automatically Mm -hmm. our enemy and Mm -hmm. it's like this is how we get the Mm capital riots this is how we get A lot of bad things. That extreme polarization. Yeah, Yeah. it's just it's. That's.
2: I'm sorry. Not not. uh, I think that's the thing that's been. One of the draining, parts of all of this is that. There is just a whirlwind of activity of this side and this side and that side, and you're just trying to see like. We're in a situation that it hasn't happened before, and we're and they're trying to figure out as they go. They're we're learning more about it. We're learning more, Mm. and then each side co-ops that into. See, I told you. See, I told like you know, like I hear a lot of that from the other side of things, where it's you know, oh, we've learned that the COVID reacts this way after more of this test data. See, I told you it was all made up. Like that's the the ammo they use. uses. like, well, guys, we're all trying to figure this out together, and neither of you are helping right now. Yeah, because we're trying to figure this out as we go and see, like, oh, it's actually doing this, and oh, actually does that. Um, so that I think is the is the difficult thing, and, and is you can't really piece it together because there's so many voices shouting and you're just being like, what is the actual thing going on? Right. I mean, mm. Fauci from this was, and I video I watched, I think it was like February of 2021 was saying <clears throat> masks are not a hundred percent effective, but they're at least effective. So let's use them for now. Like, cause it, it's, it, you know, 20, 30% chance of mitigating risk, 40% chance. Like, it's better than nothing. People who wear seatbelts still die, but we're not stop wearing seatbelts. Yeah. Right. Like, I think it's. So that's something I just I think is helpful is like some of these guys who have been painted as extremists on one side or the other mm-hmm. have actually been saying this like a very moderate, like, we're figuring this out from the very beginning, but they mm-hmm. get painted as either one side saying, see what Fauci's saying is this extreme, like, absolutely listen to him. And then some people are like, he's a terrible, like, devil wielding person, like, saying those things. And he's just in the middle. Like, if you watch his stuff saying, we're not sure this is the best understanding we have. We got to do something. We can't do nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, so. I think um, I'm I'm on your side with that analysis. Mm-hmm. I would, however, say that like when you wear a seatbelt, it makes a massive difference in the outcomes. And yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there's still a certain percentage of people who mm-hmm. um, die. And I also agree that even if something is only a 20, 30 percent, whatever risk mitigating factor, it's like, okay, if everyone's doing that and we can get the numbers down by 20 to 30 percent, you know, hey, great. You know that many more resources that are available. But I also don't think it makes sense to say if the numbers are that low, then I don't think it makes sense to say. And if you don't do that, like you're not allowed to go to this school, like Mm -hmm. you're not allowed Mm -hmm. to. Uh, work in. You're not allowed to shop. Okay, I mean, private businesses, whatever they mm-hmm. can do, whatever they they want to do. But the government getting involved in and,
2: yeah. um,
0: you know, m- m- most. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it's like I feel like most of the businesses that I've gone to that have said that you need to wear masks have said, in accordance with CDC guidelines, we're yeah. requiring that. And it's like, okay, well, that's now it's no longer just the men. Men up like target um you know aldi whatever like man up and say this is our decision and if you come in here we want you and then absolutely and again i'll wear it either way but i'd have a lot more respect for that instead of just trying to pass off like well we're just trying to be good little Mm -hmm. you know compliant um -hmm. soldiers and and to do what we're told and it's like Mm -hmm. okay i i do kind of get that but to to say that it's Mm. like it's Enough to kind of bifurcate your society and to make the lives of those in the service industry more difficult um than and well yeah just more more difficult mm-hmm. than they already are uh I don't think it's a healthy direction to go in with regard to like your labor force mm-hmm. to just subject them to more and more mm-hmm. rules that they don't see having a massive effect mm-hmm. um like at my school uh well yeah, at my school uh I teach government and there will be rules that the kids kind of disagree with and I'll say, "Well, okay, well, I, I'm teaching government, so like let's let's try to write up a petition and like, you know, let's word it very respectfully and let's say what we mean and and not get out of bounds and not, you know, just try to be defiant, but like let's say specifically what we would like to see changed and let's talk about it and then let's submit that. Um and then I've been talked to and said, like, oh, these kids just don't want to follow rules. And I'm like, well, no, they, they actually are following the rules pretty well. But some of the rules don't – they're not really explained as far as, like, and here's the reason. Um, mm. And so it's like they, kids don't like following rules that they have no reason why those rules exist. Mm. And I'm all about obey first, ask mm. questions later. But if you've been obeying for, you know, four or five years and you're still not able to really raise the question and get a a real answer out of it, that's a recipe for, I mean, I don't want to say rebellion, but like, Mm. you know, conflict. Mm.
3: That's fair.
0: So how much should the government mandate this (laughs) stuff? You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Good question, Eric. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well... Boy. I asked that question, and there's so much to say. I guess because like I don't really like government mandates. Mm. <laughs> I just don't. i like there's a reason for the government. Being I don't right. really
0: like governments.
1: Yes, uh, mm. I I don't like anarchy. I think there's obviously a purpose for government, but I'm I'm, I'm I guess libertarian would be the right title because I'm yeah. I'm for small government. Mm. I'm all I'm just for small I'm entities. Just
0: like limited like there needs to be clear lines as to what is Mm -hmm. the purview of the government and then what is the freedom like the Mm -hmm. uh decisions of the people yeah it's like these decisions are in your hand these decisions are not in your hand yeah and when you blur those lines it's like you know it's it's hard to expect some it's hard to expect a government to exercise self-control you know, it's like well, no, you you should have put uh specific limits on me and told me what I wasn't wasn't allowed to do. And so now like here's another area of your life that I can control and, and yeah, you know, if I control it then I can make it work to my best interest as far as like tax revenue and and all these other metrics and so mm-hmm. it's like why why would you expect me not to do this if you've not limited me from doing this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like a real politique of like people mm-hmm. will do what they can do yeah, yeah you yeah. know definitely so yeah just limited government is the, the and then clearly defined limits
1: the uh thing that i have to think a lot through is is basically the idea of being a pro choice a pro-life mm-hmm. kind of person because i i see the pandemic and the the idea of the vaccination is kind mm-hmm. of that pro-life pro-choice because the whole purpose that I'm not saying that the government necessarily is uh, 100% true to this purpose, but the idea behind vaccination is protecting people, protecting mm-hmm. life. And I'm all about that. You know, I am pro-life. Mm-hmm. The problem is how much do you enforce that?
0: Encroach on the decisions of others in right. order to... Mm-hmm.
1: So if I say, no, who's, this should be a person's...
0: Yeah, go ahead. Keep on. Right.
1: So I say, if, if this should be a person's choice... Then, it, I mean, for me, it just automatically brings me to abortion because I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't know because like... So then
0: what's the obvious distinction?
1: Between the two? Yeah. I would say that it's much more blurry than than. maybe, I don't know. May, I mean,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe you already are accounting for this, but to me, the obvious distinction is whose life are you putting in danger? right is well, it yours or is it you know are are you guar, you know in abortion it's like you're guaranteeing yes that there were two people and now there's only going to be one
1: yes um mm-hmm. I, I would say that this, i guess in, in ex- extremities mm-hmm. abortion is far more extreme but uh even though you want to say well you know it's my choice because my but like i'm it's just affecting mm-hmm. me obviously that's not how diseases work you will be affecting mm-hmm. other people like we were just talking about mm-hmm. You know, I'm sick, but I want to go outside and Mm -hmm. I don't want to wear a mask. And it's like, okay, well, that's going to affect other people. That's not just you who's being affected in that decision. Mm -hmm. But it's not a death sentence, right? Mm -hmm. It's not not like, obviously, that's what abortion is. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that's the big difference. But it just, to me, comes down to the issue of when life may, Mm -hmm. we can even just say may, be at danger and this could even go with the seatbelt analogy you're mm-hmm. using right does the government have the right to enforce and say you mm-hmm. must act in this way in which we have deemed responsible and it's like
2: and you get fined if you don't right yeah
1: and it's like I don't know yeah, which I'm
0: I, not I'm not necessarily in favor of that either it's like right. I, th- I think that a lot of that is um, kind of taken care of Without, uh, without mandates, but sure. I mean, like the seatbelt thing. Or are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, gotcha.
1: you um, mean it's kind of taken care of.
0: Well, it? in a Darwinian sense. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, which which I'm not like trying to play coy about like human lives, but I mean you've you've been warned, you've been told, and you mm-hmm. still said like ah, but it's a little bit uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm gonna, you know. Drastically, I'm going to increase the odds that if I get in a car accident, it's going to be way worse than it otherwise could have been. I've totaled two cars, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in accidents where the airbags deployed, Mm -hmm. and I was like, it was so. uh, It could have been so different, you know, when I think of if I had not been wearing a Mm seatbelt. So. uh,
1: How does that feel, by the way? Because I've always wondered the airbag.
0: uh, I don't know. You don't remember? It's almost like because I, I remember the point of impact and I remember, I don't know, maybe like a second later being on the airbag. I don't know if like no. I was hit by it and I was unconscious for the second of of the impact of the airbag on me. Um, but I remember being sore. You know, I don't think I was ever bruised. De- people definitely get bruised. I think I was bruised like where the seatbelt was, oh, okay. but not necessarily by the airbag. It comes um, out a lot. Honestly, it, it deploys and there's a visible not smoke but like a gas because of the compression right and when i totaled that car the the very first time you know one when i was 18 one when i was 20 um when i totaled that car i i saw this smoke and i was like it's on fire it's on fire oh my gosh like Mm. this car is going to explode and like you know i've seen so many maybe too many movies (laughs) where something like that happens yeah um Mm. but yeah how does it feel um not great Right, it's okay. stressful, especially because yeah. like, man, my insurance—I'm uh, an 18-year-old yeah. male. Like, uh, my yeah. insurance is about to be ungodly. Uh, so, uh, anyway. Man.
2: So, my—I'm going to flip it this way because I feel like it might be easier to say the shoulds versus the should nots. Mm-hmm. So, when, when should the government—I'm not going to say mandates. I feel like that's too much of a little word. Enforce things, and we'll get we started like with uh, public health concerns, like. Mm-hmm. If a nuclear plant exploded and they needed to evacuate an area, should the government come in and force people, or is it their choice because it's their land? Um, right. I
0: That's I'd say a lot of it is like, look, okay, you got the choice to stay, but if you stay, you ain't getting out, you know, because mm-hmm. you're irradiated, and so you would be a <laughs> uh, massive uh, health concern. So they could, so the government can
2: quarantine.
0: Um, yeah, it's, I'd say especially in that case because yeah. the numbers are so ridiculously high
2: yeah oh no I'm, just, I'm not i'm not i'm not trying to i'm not pulling you out i'm just yeah. i'm just saying like they they can quarantine in, in a in a in a crisis where like nuclear radiation which we know mm-hmm. rips apart your dna mm-hmm. so in that sense if, if you choose to say they can't they can't they can prevent you from moving mm-hmm.
1: but, but it's a good point you bring up because um like you were saying you have to be so careful when you're making laws and mm-hmm. when you're trying to limit government mm-hmm. because of something like that, because someone mm-hmm. can bring that up as a precedent. Yeah. Right. And it's like, uh, when it comes to the pandemic and the quarantine, and everything, all these things were not well-defined. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, that's part of also the growing pains of it is that we're trying to figure out yeah. what we're comfortable with the well, government.
0: And then especially, and I think, I don't know if we were talking about this, uh, Eric, but I know, um, Daniel and like some of the guys that were in the garage, we were talking about this, Before how, like, a friend of ours got COVID and then the policy had just changed with the CDC where it's like, okay, after five days, you can go back to work. And I really do think that the CDC changed that policy because of, like, the lack of functionality of telling people that they can't work for 10 days, especially in an economy where, like we said before, people don't really have paid time off. So anyway, our friend um, tested and then they already had the next, like, two days off. And so uh they took 3 days off of work and then if they had like if they had chosen to stay home after that they would have been penalized for it. It's like okay the CDC said 5 days so you can take another day off. First of all they're already losing money because they're not a salaried employee. So every shift that you don't work let's say that you're making, you know, even minimum wages $10 an hour. So that's $80 a day that you're missing out on which for some people is like Mm-hmm. A life changing amount of money to to mm-hmm. lose three eighty dollars shifts in a row, mm-hmm. back yeah. to back like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, where was I going with this? So the person goes back to work, and to be honest, they're probably still contagious. You know, the Omicron oh, yeah. is what seventy times as contagious as the Delta oh, yeah. variant. Um, it's not nearly as as deadly, which no, is great. But it has swept through. Yeah, but it, it's massively contagious. Oh yeah, uh, which is why the numbers of people having COVID are incredibly yeah. high but the death numbers are still yeah. way lower than they were back in even like August. Percentage
1: wise yeah. but they they said and it's it's true. It's no even sense. as raw numbers. Well because I think this makes common sense or this is common sense where it's like the more people who who get it the percentage wise like the the mortality rate is lower but you will still end up catching up.
0: But that makes sense if it's like uh, you know it's it's ten times as contagious and it's one tenth as deadly then you're, then you're you know, averaging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But the numbers actually skew way more optimistic than that. Okay. Where it's 70 times as contagious, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe another order of magnitude okay. uh, off of that. It's it's less deadly, which, yeah. thank God. And yeah. also, this is typically what viruses do, is they become more contagious and less deadly because, mm-hmm. you know, they want to infect and propagate, but they don't want to kill the host. Okay. So, Just friend. What's that?
1: You spoke of a virus, like it has this cognitive kind of but well, it, 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 I mean it's, I'm not saying have it, you that's seen not true Jones? You're,
0: yeah, right. you're just a bunch of individual neurons it's just I'm kidding well, uh, okay. or am I? so our friend goes back to work okay he's probably still contagious but oh, yeah. if he had not gone back to work he would have lost a fourth shift right so now he's up to hmm. what three hundred and twenty dollars of pre-tax yeah. income that he's down and like that could be a life-changing amount of money um for this individual. So he's three hundred and twenty dollars down on shifts and he's starting to incur penalties. And this is a friend who already had to, because of some very unfortunate circumstances, have uh unpaid time off Mm -hmm. that he was, you know, getting penalized for. And so it's like, okay, if those points rack up any higher, I could just be unemployed, right? Which I don't think it's like, man, if if I see that I'm in that kind of work environment, I'm getting my resume together, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, find a way out while I'm working there. I'm not going to wait till I'm, you know, fired to start looking for my next job. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm already shopping around. Anyway, so our friend is in that situation. Another friend says, "Friend one, uh, I think that it was selfish of you to go back to work. I think it was unethical of you to go back to work, acknowledging that you could." Um, you know, be putting other people at risk because of the exposure. And so I was talking to this friend and I said, I don't think that's a very fair estimation. One, because the person's kind of in a pickle and it's not like the, yeah. the decision is 100% in his hands. But even if it is, um, if you were to ask me, uh, Travis, would you rather lose your job or have someone else get COVID? It's like, you got to choose one of those things. I would say I would rather that other person get COVID. Hmm. Um, just like I would say I would rather another person get the flu. And COVID is more deadly than the flu by the raw numbers. About twice mm-hmm. as many people last year died of COVID as the flu. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say, Travis, would you rather lose your job or have two people get the flu? I'd give two people the flu and not get fired and continue to provide for my mm-hmm. wife and baby girl who's on the way. So it's like in that case, I do think there's a way of measuring the numbers um, to... To come to those answers, yeah. so that's a very roundabout way of getting to the point where it's like, I don't know a ton about nuclear radiation, but I've seen Chernobyl, and <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem like your odds are great of, yeah. uh, you know, not having a disparate outcome. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh,
1: Haven't have seen Chernobyl, um, which highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, I I Not that I would want the choice. This would be the worst choice, I guess, one of the worst choices to hand down to someone. But to die because of COVID complications, which isn't fun, or die from the radiation. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's COVID. I'd 100%. rather die of
0: COVID 20 times back to back <laughs> like it'd be resuscitated, <laughs> oh, totally healed, and then put all the way through it again. Uh, I don't know. It It's a very graphic representation of the yeah. movie. It's It's like turning into pudding. Yeah. Is the...
1: I mean, yeah. yeah unless oh, I, we don't have Anyway. To,
0: yeah. Like, how is, it still a, how is not there still many... a
2: circulatory system in there? There's, there yeah, there's, a, there's not many ways that I can think to die worse than what radiation <sighs> does. <sighs> well, Why that has to even be so, a reality. Yeah.
0: So we have conceded that the line of, you know, can the government quarantine or can they... Yeah, there, uh, is, a, there is a level. ...is, is somewhere. Public, you know, it's not yeah. none... And it's not, it's the, the line, like we're not putting the dial down to zero or up to a hundred somewhere in between there. So it's like, I think that there really does need to be an equation that's worked out. And there probably is one, to be honest, like there probably is a, a white house staff equation that's like, okay, if the, you guys have heard of like what an R naught is, um, R and then a zero after it. It's the replication factor of a virus. Oh, yeah. So it's like if the mm-hmm. R-naught is greater than one, then for every person who has it, they will pass it off to one person. So if it's 1.1, mm-hmm. then the virus is going to slowly increase mm-hmm. and right. that's going to wind up being an exponential factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's less than one, then the virus is on its way out. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So the R-naught of the virus times, you know, the population density, times, you know, whatever that math is, mm-hmm. I think it would have to work out. Um, but I would say that if your if your action to try to spare your life is putting someone else, even like one individual, at a greater risk of death than life, or a greater possibility of death than life, then I would say that the government would need to step in, in the same way that the government would need to step in for a murder. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: So um, to kind of wrap everything together, do you think that there should have been a government step in? Uh, in the scenario with friend number one and two, you know, the whole...
0: Well, no, because I don't believe that the friend that was going back to work was putting anyone... Mm -hmm. Like, the combined uh, consequence of his action made it a greater than, you know, 50% chance that someone was going... That there was going to be a life lost. I don't think that his action of returning to work had a substantial... um,
1: I think that's very. It's hard to really measure that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's obviously there's going to be a difference like we were just talking mm-hmm. about, with when it when you got this heavy radiation poisoning versus, mm-hmm. COVID, and then, I mean, uh, I think SARS, which,
0: COVID is SARS,
1: but the the it's a type of it's yeah. A type well, of, that's but... what I mean. Yeah. Uh right, but um, I was trying to think of the actual technical SARS-CoV-2, was it? Well, let me just, instead of saying sorry, let's say MERS. Okay, you guys know MERS, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't really matter if you know it. It's, it's more deadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not as contagious as COVID, right? So there's like, there's different things out there that are obviously, mm-hmm. and that's what, that's, you know, having gone through COVID is one of the things like, look, getting COVID, and especially now, is not a death sentence. It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Uh It doesn't mean it's nothing or it couldn't be, right? Mm-hmm. So... It's like, I definitely want to find a balance where we're not panicking. Like, I think uh, earlier on we kind of did. And then we're not also treating this so flippantly. Like it's well, not...
0: And it's also really hard to judge people in, you know, June of 2020 for the decisions. They're right, making. right, right. It's like, we legit thought this might be the next bubonic plague. Like, it might wipe out a third... Or, you know, even if it's like one in ten people uh, that, yeah. that wind up dying from this, like, gosh, that's so many people. yeah. And so we've got to be on our guard because this thing's going to wind up killing millions. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, OK, now I feel like we do have a better read on the actual effect of the virus, which is not, you know, it's it's not inconsequential, but it's definitely not plague numbers.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. It's. Uh, and I guess there's also the. Um, uh, pace at which those deaths come, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we're almost yes. at a million here in this country, yeah. but it's been over like what two years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of a, just hitting,
2: it's a tough yeah. thing. It's a tough thing to quantify, right? Because it's it's like we're we're sitting. It's like, well, it's like impossible to observe, because it makes me think of when we, you know, if someone was like the example I could think of. Maybe that maybe I'm being too simplistic or. But the example I think of is like you study history and you go, you know, why why didn't uh, um, Napoleon, in order to defeat what was it Wellington at Waterloo? Mm-hmm. Like why didn't he use uh, um, magic mortars magic. mortars and Humvees to do it? Mm-hmm. Well, you're reading in what we have <laughs> yeah. now back in th- back then. Yeah. So the not only the so right now we're talking about COVID having not only vaccines but medications that we've learned that help um, yeah people mm. who have it um survive all these different things that we've developed knowing covid and right. on you know, how to deal with covid so the the nature of the virus has changed based on the fact that our medicine has mm-hmm. caught, caught up oh yeah it. remember when people were like
0: wiping down their groceries yeah. yeah because of like they they thought it might have been contact born
1: yeah
2: instead of just airborne uh, or it
1: was far uh more nerve-wracking yeah. than i remember that
2: yeah so that's something that i feel like is, is hard to say if When we say, "Oh, if we'd have known back then that it wasn't serious," like, well, right now it's not serious because we've developed things. Yeah. Not. not, I'm not saying only that. Like, it it Mm. also wasn't um, as you know. Well, in knowledge. Yeah, we have learned things. We've learned, and we've learned methods to heal it that we didn't have when the pandemic was going on. Mm. Um, We've learned treatments that help people heal. Like the, Mm. the, I, I don't know this for a fact, but there's a very strong gut feeling for me that Trump would have died had we not have developed. The the treatments that he took, the steroids that he took mm-hmm. that we had, mm-hmm. that the the, the medical hours had not done, I think he a hundred percent would have died. Yeah. Um well, from I mean, it. Yeah. Um and so I think that's that's it's like, well you can't look back to I'm even saying like you know we can't look back to what was it, uh March of twenty twenty, was that when we first did a little lockdown? Yeah. And think so, of March that 13th. and think of what we know or the situation the we're in now hmm. and read that back then.
1: No, it it definitely has changed. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm glad that I got vaccinated just because mm-hmm. I do believe that training I guess that your body goes through mm-hmm. with the vaccination helped. Informs, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, it was like I still considering the symptoms and and mm-hmm. how and the outcomes it, it would fall under mild, yeah. um, but I would not have wanted to learn how to fight that on the go. Yeah. you know mm-hmm. my bodies have to fight because, like I said, it's not it's tiring. Mm-hmm. You, you don't expect it to be so tiring, and then mm-hmm. you know. I only really had to deal with a cough for like a day and a half but like if you had to deal with that for weeks it's like yeah i understand why
0: yeah i don't know like i don't know i didn't have nicole had a a longer set of symptoms um than i did i had a weird symptom that i don't even know if it was related to covid but i had a weird did i tell you about the rash that I yeah. had almost like a full body rash.
1: That Some some COVID. people developed it. And it's like,
0: I have i don't know, maybe send me an article or something. Because I've tried to find people who had... And maybe it's specifically the rash that I had. Huh. I'm not going to go into details about it on the podcast. We <laughs> might talk more about it off the air. Right, right. um, but yeah, and I had, I had a fever for a few days. I never lost my sense of taste or, or um, smell. But mm-hmm. yeah, like also... I consider myself to be pretty healthy. And I know that there are healthy people who, you know, have a a lot more adverse effects. Um, But there are just things that you can do to kind of stack the deck in your favor when it comes to that. Um, Man, I was going to say something. What were you just talking about?
1: Uh, Well, I was basically just going through what what I went through and just like Um, how it's not, it's Mm -hmm. not, um, a death sentence. Well, and we were saying it's changed. Yeah. Um. But like, I I am glad for mm-hmm. the things that we've learned. Like, yeah. The, like I said the vaccination and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not like I, I I totally agree with you, Dan. It's mm-hmm. not fair to judge mm-hmm. two years ago based now.
2: Mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um. No, no, it's not fair. It's like it's it's just so it's like slippery to try to like as soon as you're trying to grab something. like, Well, it, now it's changed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It, and and yeah. And
1: we really change things for ourselves rapidly you know mm. that's quite incredible oh yeah and
2: like being
0: able to teach online yeah or do a ton of jobs online yeah and i that's definitely an innovation that is not going to go away no once COVID goes, and i i'm glad yeah i'm glad it's not i really do
1: away. want to remote on. um <laughs> it is pretty fun it's really fun <laughs> but, wake up clock in yeah um uh, commute. i did want to mention that so if, like uh definitely tell it this way it was a lot larger than the last one just because i know so many more people who've done oh yeah. It. yeah um and and one of the people that got it uh was is my uncle in hawaii mm. um, and uh he's got health issues just because of different things in the past and um he was able to luckily get the monochloral monoclonal thi- antibodies chonal, so, yeah yeah and it worked yeah. on him. 24 hours, his, mm-hmm. his situation. Like, he still had it, you know, but it was like, he was not deteriorating or anything. And he was bouncing.
3: About that
1: well, just my whole thing is like, and then they want they've removed it. And they've given such crap to people who've like tried to suggest using it. And it's like, yeah. mm-hmm. I know firsthand, and my uncle knows himself firsthand. I guess I know third hand or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he knows firsthand. It actually, that stuff works. Maybe not on everybody, but it mm-hmm. certainly doesn't make any sense not to mm-hmm. be used. It doesn't make, I don't know. So, or
0: like uh, natural immunity from, from having had the virus. It's like the idea that um, if you... If you've had the virus, uh, to me, I think that it makes sense to say if you've had the virus, you should be counted as a vaccinated person because mm-hmm. like you've you've had exposure, you've developed antibodies, um, all that kind of stuff, and then there was a there was a New York Times, I believe, article, and it was like a mm-hmm. uh, op ed piece that it was entitled, "I've been vaccinated and boosted, and I've gotten COVID." can I please go back to life as mm-hmm. usual? and Or can I can I go back to my old life, please? And then the response was like, well, you know, it's not a guarantee to say that you couldn't get it a second time. Because, and it's like, dude, just people are exhausted. And like I was saying about the rules, you know, kind of thing at my school, it's like yeah. you're really um, exasperating people and putting them in a situation where they're not going to want to they're not going to want to comply. They're not going to feel as though their well-being is your priority, you know, and that you're acting in their best interest. Mm. So that's a hard yeah. thing to watch kind of happen.
1: Well, and I mean, to be honest, maybe they're not always trying to, you know. Um,
0: what, act in people's best interest? Yeah, right. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> hmm. Or
1: they make things worse. Uh, oh, my
0: gosh. Like. If if I can just say this, there have been times, and not just even with COVID, but like, there's, there have been so many times where I go, it's almost like someone's trying to make this really bad, you know, like uh, the presidential election. It's like, there's a, there's a Democrat that no Democrats like, and there's a Republican that, okay, now he's got a following, but like, you know, this is not, it's who, who, who put us in a situation... <laughs> And it's like, okay, well, maybe this is just, you know, uh, what do they call it, reversion to the mean, um, where it's like people are going, it's like this is just the natural effect of people panic buying on a certain candidate against because they think they'll win against a certain other candidate. And it's like, I don't know if I can attribute both of these last presidential elections to just that, to just human nature and human, um, mm-hmm. like, panic. Uh, it, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but mm-hmm. I'm like, how in the world are these the people that we're putting up to be the to being the leader of America.
2: Mm. You know? It's like it's no true. one's happy with these people.
1: It's true. Uh, it feels like uh Yeah, but we're, when we're, have
2: we ever been happy with a president?
1: George Washington.
0: Oh freaking George Bush right after nine eleven, man. Well, what do he had like a ninety two percent approval yeah, rating. It was yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. But I I mean You know, I wasn't happy with Barack Obama and it was the same stuff with uh, and, you know, especially because when he first became president, I was probably still a Republican and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, uh, but what about abortion and all that kind of stuff? And it's like, let's get real. I mean, Bush was president for eight years. We still have abortion. Yeah. Um, So Obama became president. It was always like an abortion or like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, gay marriage type of conversation. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, holy cow. It's like, you know, people have used the word "dumpster fire" before, mm. but man, it just seems so mm. bizarre. It seems like we're in such a bizarre world situation.
1: Well, it's uh, we're reaping what we sow, but I, and I agree. Like,
0: a democracy is full of people who get the leaders that they deserve.
1: Like, yeah. mm, I I I don't think for better or worse, and that's the thing with. Mm-hmm. i've said this already but like with presidency and the celebrity that comes with presidency it's like mm-hmm. there are so many other government like yeah. uh, officials that yeah. matter <laughs> yeah it's like could kind of look at that Speaker as well of the
0: house supreme court justices but
1: just like you look at what goes on in those in the in, yeah. the, in the house and the senate yeah. and it's like how does it's anything childish, get you know? done and it's just yeah with like all that and then you add a pandemic and all this information that's out there and and, and everybody you know mm-hmm. hey you know i have the internet i have a camera i'm gonna start putting stuff out it's just like it it and this that's is, with our podcast <laughs> yeah this is just alarming because it's like everybody is pissing each other off yeah. you know? and uh there's a lot of weapons out there it's going to eventually you know what's the saying the chickens will come to roost the chickens
0: will come home to roost will come home to roost
1: and it's like that's Mm -hmm. it's kind of a matter for me of uh of uh of when Mm -hmm. at this moment instead of an if um Mm. in this country and you know i think in another podcast we should talk about ukraine but just what's going on there um Mm -hmm. is just very interesting Mm. And then if you just kind of zoom out though, these are just well, these are just the kind of things that've that happened throughout all of human history. Yeah. And I think we like to think ourselves as a special generation. And we're not. And
0: uh I'm not saying it's because our generation is special, but I definitely think COVID is something that is heretofore unprecedented, like heretofore unexperienced. And it, some of that just has to do with the fact that Nothing like this has hit the world post globalization. Oh. You know really, yeah, really. like since since every business in Sydney, Australia is dealing with clients in London mm-hmm. and New Delhi and you know whatever, it's like since that has yeah. been a thing, this has never happened. No, you're and right. so it's having a totally uh new effect. It's Even in a different it's, it's, context. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same phenomena, but it's mm-hmm. having a, a new effect because it's in a new context. So in that case, it, it's like this is. Mm-hmm. I think this is special. Well, it's also way. Yeah,
2: nah, it this has yeah. also been the first pand- one of I, I think it might be, one of the first global pandemics that we've had with modern medicine. Hmm. The other pandemic, like the plague, the, you know, we don't hear like the situation like it's happening during the plague because no one knew how to. It they, how infectious disease even worked, so that was a whole about, different situation. What did you say about like Spanish flu? I mean, that's turn of the century. There was a ton of modern medicine advancement, but I feel like mm-hmm. the level to which we have now again, I'm not saying it's it, it's infallible, mm-hmm. but just we have a greater understanding of, of- well, we're at leaps
1: then. and bounds than even a hundred years ago. Oh yeah, a hundred years
2: ago, they, they, they oh, yeah, were like, my
0: baby's crying a lot. Here, give <laughs> him some cocaine, you know,
3: or something like that. We're like, like dysentery but,
1: with kill people.
0: Honestly, though. I mean, and, and I'm not. I'm not trying to launch off on a different, mm-hmm. um, on a different subject. But you know, five years ago, if you had asked Americans, like, how do you feel about Big Pharma, about the pharmaceutical yeah. industry? Do you feel like they're wholesome and have the best interests of the people <laughs> at heart, or are they like money grubbing capitalists, like who sacrifice human lives every day to turn a quick buck? That's yeah. what I would have said. Five Everyone. Years ago everyone hmm. would have been in the second boat. And it's like, you know, uh, some people have changed their tune or changed their teams because of the, and you know, some of it's because of the vaccine debate or whatever. Oh. But it's like, uh, when, when you look at some of the things, like especially antidepressants, um, the, the types of things that wind up getting uh, prescribed and the numbers at which they either fail or catastrophically, like have hmm. the inverse of the intended effect. And it's like now we're just gonna keep pumping these things out and like having doctors prescribe them. It's like man, there is some mm. real like human evil mm. afoot in uh in in specifically the is it called SSRIs, um, mm, something serotonin response inhibitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like they they just mess people up, man, mm-hmm. and uh. Mm. <sighs> Like, it is, it's hard, it's hard to uh, feel like the government or, like, you know, whatever industry is is on your side when you see that on the other side of uh, the aisle, like, there's people just, there's just a mountain of bodies because of stuff like this. <clears throat> um, and what is it, like, the, the most common cause of death in people between the ages of 18 and 45 is opioid overdose. Really? And it's like, that is, or maybe not overdose, but like uh, mm-hmm. detrimental effects from some mm-hmm. kind of opioid or, or, you know, some types of medications. It's like, wow, that's alarming. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you, ha, those silly people, you know, 100 years ago, like, mm-hmm. you know, putting leeches on their mm-hmm. ears to try yeah. to cure headaches or whatever. And it's like, all right, cool. But man, I hope in a hundred years we're in a situation where we are just mortified mm-hmm. by uh, some of the decisions Probably. that that lobbying agencies and um,
2: specific pharmaceutical companies are are making. Mm. So and That's yeah. been, I think, one of the mind bending things for me, for people who are talking that way and are uh, specifically against the COVID vaccine because of the whole big pharma thing. Mm. I just feel as grotesquely inconsistent because the same people pop claritin constantly pop a leaf Mm -hmm. that's what's making them money not Mm -hmm. the vaccine the fact that you were on a pill that you will constantly take for the rest of your life over the counter like i i
0: agree but that's like saying hamburgers make mcdonald's money not french fries it's like yeah but like French fries also make McDonald's some money. Maybe not as much as hamburgers. Yeah, but that's, but, but there's a difference both between... Both those things it. make McDonald's. Especially <laughs> when it's like, you know, like, you're not allowed to not buy car insurance. Right? So the car insurance industry mm-hmm. is like, you can't watch yeah. YouTube without seeing a, a car insurance commercial. Because you know. it's something it's illegal to not get. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if I can lobby or leverage the government into saying that my product is mandatory and you must take three doses. You must take it three times. Um, Or I guess you have to take it, you have to get two doses. Uh, And then what is it? In some states, they're not counting you as a vaccinated person unless you've had a booster. So if you've had the first Mm -hmm. two shots, but you've not been boosted and you die, it's like, well, you were an unvaccinated. It's like,
1: uh, ah, man, or
0: can we at least just be very transparent with how we're recording this, you know, and
2: and how our data is being collected. Yeah. Yeah. that makes sense. I think my distinction is more on the the fact that, um, Claritin, painkillers, all those kinds of things oh, yeah. are in no way medicinal. They're mm. just dull dulling receptors, so they yeah. don't feel oh, something gosh. versus something that actually affects your immune system. It, it is so. That's the distinction I would make. One one of my greatest
0: like I I don't have a lot of fears, but one of my massive fears is that like. My wife or myself or my daughter at some point is going to be told that they have to go on some kind of you know ssri or, or mm-hmm. i don't know specifically what the um mm-hmm. what the term is but it's like man i mm-hmm. that really scares me because mm-hmm. i've seen them turn vibrant um interesting uh yeah. zealous people into just Gray concrete walls mm-hmm. of, you know, mm. oh man, it's it's yeah. it's tough to think about.
3: Mm.
1: That only makes the situation worse. Yeah,
3: mm.
0: yeah, it's it's a recipe for, I don't know about revolution, but it's a recipe for, um, conflict is the word that I had used earlier, and um, making poor people less happy and we're making I think we're making rich people less happy because like mm-hmm. people are are actualizing the American dream mm-hmm. and then they're like, what? There's like where point. where's all the mm-hmm. where's all the satisfaction? Where's all the serotonin mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be getting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like the beginning of a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that like, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't have a good ending. Mm-hmm.
1: I kind of want to know the question is generally related, but uh, do you think the label of uh, the people that went into the Capitol building, insurrectionists, do you think that that's a fair label?
0: I think that if you're going to define an insurrection as an attempt to disrupt a, a uh, government procedure, not not procedure, what's the word I'm looking for? Action? Um, then I'd, I'd say, yeah, you should you should technically use that. Um, now, I will say when I think of those guys, I mostly think of a bunch of morons and not like this is an organized coup that's happening. It's the um, worst
1: organized coup. Yeah, if that's what sure. that was.
0: And then especially like when you look at like I, I remember I googled, because I actually had this conversation with uh, you Dan um not long ago and, and talked about like you know wait do you really think it was a coup because like you think it was a coup and just everybody
2: forgot their guns <laughs> I, I, and... still, I, I still I still want to see that like okay so that group not having guns is like saying I'm finding you know like it, it is it is like so uh, it, it's like saying that the, the universe was created out of nothing. It, it would it was almost created out be of like it, it's so astronomically impossible. It,
0: it would almost be like a narrative has been put forward to purposely obfuscate the story. So anyway, I went. I went home because you were yeah. so um, like you were so convincing that I was like, "Holy crap! Like, am I like am I just listening to the wrong podcasts that are uh-huh. giving me like trying to underplay this and everything?" And I, I go home and I I googled how many people died. In the Capitol riots. Okay. The number I got was five. And then I look at it and it says five people died before, during, or shortly after mm-hmm. the Capitol riots. Okay. And then I look... Okay. So five is a very uh, digestible number. Okay. Okay. This guy died uh, because he had a stroke when he was walking back to the parking lot. And, you know, maybe the stress of the mm-hmm. day or whatever it was. Um, there was... The girl who got shot by a cop, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember.
1: But I know who you're telling about. Um, she was a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: one of them, they would not disclose the, uh, uh, the cause of death. One of them, they died from injuries suffered by being trampled, but they died, like, I think the next mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other one was another one where it was, like, a heart attack mm-hmm. before any, like, breaking into the Capitol happened. Hmm. And it's like, look, I think what they did was dishonorable and um, ridiculous and retarded, mm-hmm. like, in the, mm-hmm. in the sense in which I'm okay using that word. But, like, to say that this was a orchestrated plot by, you know, the, the, the Trump mm-hmm. or, it's like, man, if if they really did organize that, what an embarrassment.
2: Yeah, like yeah. That that's a... the. I mean, that's not off-brand for Trump and his organization. Yeah, exactly. That's to sure. be like a complete face, like Trump stakes, Trump airline. Face airlines. <laughs> like, yeah. um What were you gonna say? Face plant? I'm not, or... I, and I'm not saying like they were using weapons. I'm just saying that, unless they all were patted down before they got into the Capitol grounds mm-hmm. and were removed, weapons were removed from them, like that group not having weapons, is like. It, it, you could not convince me that are, like these are people that like they take it as a pride to be like having a concealed weapon every single place that they go, like okay. they so, they sleep with concealed weapons. Like, so how in the world would they be like? I'm not going to go and take my weapon.
0: So then, uh, I I don't know if it's confirmable. You know mm-hmm. how many of them or, or whatever had a concealed yeah. um on them. So that that would would have are, been so. An are you saying that none of them brandished them. a weapon? Uh I I wouldn't even go so far as to say that I'm 100% sure about that. Okay. None of the insurrectionists and I you know I'm I'm okay using that word. None of them shot a gun. Okay. Or um, yes. shot anyone. Like so n- yeah. not only did they not shoot anyone, no one discharged a firearm in what is being called a coup in what is, I mean good night was it was it Kamala Harris that was like you know december seventh nineteen forty one september eleventh two thousand one uh january sixth twenty twenty one these are all days that will you know forever haunt the the American psyche and i'm like are did did like a Republican write this speech for you to read just to mm. to discredit yourself like I said, there are times when i'm like this is so this is going so poorly that it's hard for me to think mm-hmm. that it's not going this bad on accident or that that it's not that it's it's hard for me to think that it's going this bad without mm-hmm. it being orchestrated to purposefully go mm-hmm. exactly this bad. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that the the idea that like how many thousands of Americans died in Pearl Harbor and in uh you know September 11th and then it's like five people one of whom died because they were shot
3: mm-hmm. by a cop. Yeah. you
0: know. Uh so it's mm-hmm. like you, you don't it's almost like you wouldn't count the Nazi deaths in mm-hmm. you know that whatever made,
2: battle that's, but anyway, that's helpful clarification because i think i i thought you were saying like none of them had weapons that are peaceful like i so as far as just dis- yeah yeah even dis- you know you
0: can have a weapon and be a peaceful process but it definitely it definitely, it definitely so. was of
2: people getting worked up and then encouraging each other to kill further and further because watching life i mean they were all russian and being be super excited about it but uh, they, they said russian like, russian no they were so, all russian yeah. It was one of the one of the, That's another thing. And it was one of those it was one of those situations where it's like they got in and then it's like, Well what do we do now? Yeah, it's like, it's these like are, kids that these like popped into school, like popped into the teacher's yeah. lounge and they're like, Alright, there's a coffee pot, what do we do now? I'm yeah. gonna put my feet on this mm-hmm. desk
0: and you're gonna take a picture of me. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't strike me as September eleventh mm-hmm. struck no. me. Um, uh, I will admit, like the day of it happening, I was like, "Oh shoot! Like, what's going on here? What's what's going to happen?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but at no point was I just like, you know, floored mm-hmm. like I would have been by a nine eleven. I do think men. that it's... and to have to have written a speech like that is, I mean, yeah, such a faux pas. Yeah, you know,
2: I do. I think it politically was... and just as a human, I think it was just that mob mentality. But it was a a, uh, and invasion of the senate building which i think should be punished with treason Ooh, i I'm uh not, i mean they are in jail yeah right yeah
1: uh i'm not i'm not there you, so treason. you so we
2: can just go in and break into Capitol buildings no yeah no, I, I, well,
1: I, I i would say you you can't have the
2: freedom to just like break and, in and destroy stuff in the white house
1: yeah I think so. I know you guys are, like well, but well, here's the thing: that the, it's predicated on the idea of the government for the people, by the people. Well, and
0: this is the House of the People, and I, I've heard the argument that like, okay, you have the you have the Minneapolis riots where it's like, I am upset with the government, mm-hmm. I'm gonna burn down my neighbor's business. Yeah. And then someone else is like, I'm upset with the government, I'm gonna break into the government. Yeah. And it's like, okay, one of those is is more of a, a linear thought than the other. Yeah. Um, but I I. I don't know if I would count it as treason because uh, it, it's almost like a uh, and man, mm-hmm. like I gotta be careful with this. It's almost like the American Revolution, where it's like the people who where did five that. Five
2: people died, huh? Where five people got shot, and we <laughs> wanted to rebel.
0: No, man, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> Obviously, that was a terrible a lack of sarcastic paralysis. joke. Sorry, um it's it's almost like with the British. <laughs> well, no, like, I feel
2: bad. I shouldn't said that was a sarcastic. I
0: I joke. think that I think that treason really does have to do with intent, and that's if fair. you are yeah. if you are the what is it the Rosenbergs like Julius and Ethel Rosenberg ah. who stole the secret of the atom bomb and sold it to the Russian to yeah uh, yeah, no, yeah that like that that's treason. Well, or the, if if you uh like if you I, mean, I, I don't know, whatever whatever it is. Like if you're trying to um subvert America and like you're you're trying mm-hmm. to destroy America or or mm-hmm. I don't know what the right phrasing of that would be, that I would call treason. But if you're trying to um impede a political action uh from happening that you do not think has yet been uh
1: legitimized.
0: Legitimized or like scrutinized enough to really uh you know i i I wouldn't call that treason i would call it um illegal i would call it illegal i I mean it's it's definitely like look we've gone we've gone through the channels dude and maybe you're not happy with it and maybe you still think the election was stolen and maybe you know blah 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 but we've gone through the channels Mm -hmm. and you're not gonna be able to say but i'm still not satisfied because like to be honest we can count them a thousand more times, you're still going to insist that all the people who are counting were paid off as well. All 1,000 people. Mm -hmm. Um, and all 1,000 investigations were rigged. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's not, it's like, there's not going to be a point at which you'd be satisfied with the investigation. So, uh, all of that being said, I, it does not seem like what was being done. There was an attempt to overthrow America or to subvert it or yeah. to, you know, sell it into the hands of a, of a foreign enemy. Um, I, I also am aghast at the idea that somebody went into the Capitol with a Confederate flag. I think it's so stupid that that has become a symbol of, um, I don't want to say pride. It, it makes sense that it's a symbol of, you know, the rejection of imposed federal authority. Um, but the idea that like, we're going to carry that in as our banner is just kind of ludicrous to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't use the word treason. I wouldn't, cause you're hung for treason or you're killed for treason. That's fair. Um, I actually do think that's the capital
2: punishment for treason. They're it's, hung? Yeah. I think okay. So I
0: don't think they should be killed, but I think that they should be in prison. And then lo and behold, I mean, they're like, in prison. Hi, I feel like high mm, treason, you
2: know? high treason you get hung for, but I, I feel like there's. Not, other like, forms. No, the treason. Not like Reagan treason. Have you seen Arrested
0: Development? Like I might have I light some light,
2: light treason.
0: Treason. <laughs> um,
3: have
2: I don't. You know. seen I feel that? like I feel like no, it's, it's still it's so good. I feel like there's still a little bit more severe because what they were trying to do was to was to subvert what was going on. And by what was going on, stop due process. We would say,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, and, and... because
2: what was happening was a debate where there was Republicans that were saying we need to pause this and they did pause it and then they broke into the Capitol building. So well, it's... and it it helps that like you had
0: the election in November and then the inauguration in January. Yeah. So it's it's like hey man, we had a good which long is what, time to which it. is what
2: the senators were saying is like yeah. we 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 had time <clears throat> to talk about this. We don't need to And they had paused the vote already mm. before they broke in. Yeah.
1: I think they're, they're just this is why I just go back to the time, why there just wasn't more of a formal investigation with the government, the DOJ involved. And it's just like, you're right. And everybody's going to be satisfied
3: because
1: mm. Gate, right? Um, yeah. It's just like, that. that's going to happen. But like for me, it was just like, it just makes sense. Even for if you're on Biden's side mm-hmm. to do an investigation, because this mm-hmm. will only legitimize it. Mm-hmm. And what doesn't help? I don't know if you heard how they want to change voting laws, like in Georgia and stuff. Like yeah, that. man. And it's like you're only feeding. Yeah.
0: It, like how it, are it, you? This it, is another it, example where yeah. I'm like, something, something's behind this, man. Or, or or maybe you know maybe something is behind this. Like, they, this is it's like how can I pour more gasoline <laughs> on this? What's the thing they're trying situation. to change
2: with voting? I'm
3: not
1: updated on it. You know. don't have to uh, in New York. You don't have to be a citizen. Um, of the United States to vote. Hmm. Um and I I think like you don't even necessarily have to be a resident. Like I think this is what they're trying to change. Yeah, you don't have things. to be
0: a, you don't have to be a resident of New York to vote in New York for vote a popular election that's going to decide the electoral votes of New York.
1: And they want to do yeah. that in Georgia.
0: But the the whole you don't have to be a citizen thing. I'm like how like if you want to talk about voter ID or if you want to talk about like oh you know um, yeah I don't think you need voter are, ID people who are incarcerated or whatever like that's almost a more but it's like you don't have to be what do you mean like you don't have to be a citizen to vote in the election of a nation
1: yeah that is amazing. like that
0: I I would I would say that's stupid if it was you know Belarus or Egypt yeah. or whatever mate it's like no Egyptians should be electing the Egyptian officials you what, know? what?
1: But I think also the voter, the voter ID is also another thing where they're like, you don't need that. Yeah, and it's really funny. This video. Um, well,
0: why would you if you don't even have to be a citizen?
1: Right. I mean, at that point, it's it's redundant. Uh, it. But uh, as a video, this guy uh, was asking a lot of college students at first, um, and I think they were mostly white college students. Uh, do you think uh, having voter ID before you vote is is a good thing? Um, if it's a bad thing, why not? Do you think it's racially motivated? And the, the, at least in the video, what they portrayed was like, the majority of them were saying, yeah, it's it's." Was racially... this
0: outside of a college by chance? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, it was like, racially motivated. It's not fair for minorities mm-hmm. who don't have, right? Mm-hmm. Then he goes to a, a black neighborhood, I think in New York, and mm-hmm. he was just asking, hey, do you have voter ID? And every single one of them, i like, yeah, I have voter ID. And they like, do you think it's wrong for you mm-hmm. to have to show voter ID? they're well, like, no, uh, I think that that makes complete sense. Yeah. We want to know who you are. And it's just like you have the this.
0: The subtle racism but of you low have expectations. yeah, that, that's, Does that phrase him or is that? Which one? The subtle racism of low expectations. Hmm. It's like, oh, the you know, I as a white person would be able yeah, to right. provide this voter ID. Mm-hmm. But this lowly black person over so here, to expect them yeah. to live up to that standard yeah. is
2: like so unethical of you so as, and as i think as, it's part of partly an overcorrection too from history yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. because there has that has been the primary way that one well, poll taxes yeah mm-hmm. you know uh so. voices it's, have been suppressed
1: just wish we learned how to not overcorrect yeah yeah that
2: <laughs> feels like that sh- that should be like the the Title of this entire podcast: like <laughs> Our generation. It's not the worst generation real, It's just the most overcorrecting generation. Yes, yes. Like we're uh. shooting wildly past the targets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Then
1: we're gonna have to correct that, which is what I think is hopefully starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, yeah. Like like what we just started with Peter Dinklage, Like this is just overcorrecting. Like Peter, not not you, <laughs> 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 Peter Dinklage, Mr. Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I think, a vast majority of us are on board with like little people should not be made fun of and mm-hmm. be treated like second class mm-hmm. human beings. Mm-hmm. That is nothing of what yeah. Snow White. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the The dwarves are protagonists, mm-hmm. and they're they I mean, I don't know the actual fairy tale because I know like a lot of those fairy tales are a lot more. That's true. Rated M, and it's like yeah. different, but like that's not what Disney's gonna do. Yeah. Never in a million years would Disney show the actual. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like. Do come you know on. what the
0: title of the movie is gonna be?
1: Girl. <laughs> that's all. I don't even think they can even do that. Like. A hey, gender. Um, yeah. <laughs> Human. Human. It's all it's going to be called it's human. You're a story.
2: Human and the seven humans.
1: So instead of a West Side Story, a Bavarian story.
2: I hope there's going to be something that's going to stop the swing back, back and forth because it's the stop more, the, the more, uh, the more we go, man. I'm, I wish that there was just like, I don't really want like, many or any, or really any federal mandates, but could there be like a federal mandate of we need to stop saying not my president i didn't want him i don't this was stolen like that's just every single election you hear this all the time it's like move on with your life it's one office among many
0: well and the idea is um did you see like the the thing that came out is like 19 of the top 20 um christian facebook pages in the united states are run by russians What? Like, like citizens of Russia. And they're the top, they're the top 19 pages of people like of Americans following them. Okay. And so it's like there, there is a lot of through, you know, social media, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of subversion of, and especially it's like people say, oh, you know, the Russians wanted Trump to get elected or wanted Hillary or Biden. It's like, and, and from what I've heard, it's like, they don't really care who gets elected. What they care about is that you doubt. Mm
3: hmm. The yeah.
0: veracity and the validity yeah. of the election yeah. and uh, and the process. Misinformation. And again, I hear about a law that says, oh, yeah, if you want to vote here, you don't even have to be a citizen of the United States and you can vote for the mm. president of the United States. And it's no. like, dude, who is writing this? Yeah. Like, because they're not like some. Ah, again. It feels like, oh, you must be a conspiracy theorist because you're behind this. But, like, I almost just want to imagine some giant, uh, I don't know, giant green man. A that's, troll. Yeah, a troll. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally trolling us. A, a giant, you know, flying spaghetti monster or whatever is is conspiring to make every senator pass the worst legislation possible for the public sense of
2: mm. peace and security. Ooh. So that, bring, that brings forward the gigantic question of is a representative democracy a good idea of government? Because with, so far we've talked about how awful things have gotten hmm. via elected representatives that that are pushed in by people who get really, really worked up and then vote in people that are more and more extreme over time. <clears> throat> is, throat> is this American experiment an experiment that shows that this is a good form of government? I mean, like... What was it? Socrates or Plato that really
0: did not like a democracy. I mean, and granted, we don't have a democracy, Mm -hmm. but I think of the forms of government that are available to people, barring a very reliably benevolent monarchy. Yeah, I think Republic is the best shot you got at stability Um, and
2: that's fair and rooting out oppression. Boy, you're oppression. preaching to the choir. Rooting, right? rooting, rooting on oppre- uh, oppression. I think it, that is yeah. the, the gem. But I think and stability. It's because you're changing leaders <clears> every four years.
0: It's it's hard. Yeah, exactly. And, well, yeah, and, the way that we and and So it's not stable. Some of the stuff about term I limits, I I think could stand to be to be changed. But because well, that would go into a whole different thing. But it's like if you have if you have the people deciding their own electors. Uh, and especially as long as they have faith in that process, they're generally going to be more content, even if they don't yeah. like the individual leader, because they're <laughs> thinking, say. like, okay, I'll, I'll get another chance. You, and this is what most of the people in the country wanted.
1: Have you guys seen the video? Um, it's like this, uh, I don't know if he's Indian or Pakistani, <laughs> but you know the gurus, how they look, right? Mm-hmm. And he just says, it's like a 20-second clip, and he's like, democracy... Is for the people, by the people, of the people, but the people are retarded. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's...
2: That's uh, that's Guru Rajneesh. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I listen to it. It's, it's a lot more than that, but like, that clip is so yeah, hilarious because that is our problem. It's like, yeah. we like the four. I know that like, clip, but, yeah. But We are. And that's why, uh, I don't know if it is Plato's uh Socrates, but one of them was like, why would you give the common person that power? Yeah. So they were thinking like this philosopher king thing, right? Am, am I hitting yeah. on what
0: you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So... I think that's a great question, Dan. Um, and I think with what's going on with Ukraine, mm-hmm. like that, all of that would be wonderful yeah. to talk about.
0: And and just very quickly going back to the rooting out corruption thing, it's like, it's hard as a government teacher to tell the students like, look, if you think the American government is corrupt now, you should have seen it a hundred years ago, yeah. and fifty years before that, yeah. and fifty years before that. Like mm-hmm. people were basically just paying money mm-hmm. to get into office. And uh so like there's a good trajectory. Again, it doesn't feel super stable a lot of the times, mm-hmm. but like I said, I, I really do think that it's the best I think um, for corruption and oppression. Yeah. That and got. that's some,
2: and I think that's the priority is to get rid of corruption and oppression in government. That's fair. Yeah, so as I was thinking through um I was looking for a word and I realized I used the wrong one. I wasn't saying that they should be charged with treason but sedition like an act of aggression against a government because that's what it was like it was a forced entry it wasn't like they were a planning or anything like mm. it was more of just a seditious act so anyway that was the word I was looking for I feel, feel like, uh, like egg on my face for saying because tre- as soon as Travis was saying like yeah treason is punishable by death and that's like one of our most severe crimes egg <laughs> uh, and my <laughs> face were <laughs> one in the, <laughs> the same, same. <laughs> <laughs> uh um I love that and shit. you don't escape treason unless you're a president. Or um, hey. pardoned by a president. That's true. Huh. Uh
0: well, if they are charged with sedition, I think that's a fair charge. I also think that I I have a lot of respect for a lot of people who would have been charged with sedition. That's right. Again, I don't yeah. condone I, I, I kinda I understand the whole idea of, like, look, if you're upset with the government, what better action, like, instead of setting your neighborhood on fire, mm-hmm. it seems like it's a lot wiser to just go to the source of your problems. But mm-hmm. then it's like they got there and it's like, huh, like, you should take a picture of me, like, turning Nancy Pelosi's name card upside yeah. down. Or it's like, OK, yeah. dude, you got to have a plan.
1: Yeah. us. Uh, no plan. Whatsoever. Yeah. And I think, like, it was funny.
2: Like, you, like, you <laughs> it's have, funny you, now. That's I think that's the thing is like o- overdrawn the line of like, of getting too, of trying to get too much like I have the power to change things. Like you have the right to protest, but it's like you can't just go in there and be like my protest isn't being heard loud enough or something like that. Mm. So I feel like there needs to be a line in the sand there, of you don't get to just overstep. You get mm. to protest if we if and you're heard and if it doesn't go forward that way. Yeah. All right and move. Yeah. There are other countries yeah. you could go live in.
1: There's. Three hundred million people in this country—it's a lot of people. You don't represent everybody. That's why yeah. we have.
2: Isn't it three
0: hundred and forty? It could be. it's like a lot more than
2: that. Anyway, yeah. go ahead.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, just there's. Wrote a registration
2: code, so... <laughs> it doesn't count, California. Sorry, I feel like I'm like being real sarcastic, and I gotta <laughs> stop it. No, do it, man. We're all friends here. Yeah. Uh, I mean it in, in, a, in a jovial way. By yeah. Jove. You Jove. I jove. <laughs>
1: No, but I was just saying like, you know, that's why we get our representatives and to work together. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I'm I'm more sympathetic with all that just because it's like the government has been pissing people off for a long time. They are, they've set themselves up where in a lot of ways they don't need to listen to people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so they're going to eventually do this. This is what you deserve. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's right. Like you said, I don't necessarily uh, condone it or whatever. want to incite people to that because honestly like a revolution is only going to make things so much worse
2: yeah but take a page from france you yeah could just put just... us right back in the same spot mm.
1: the thing is like we as a country don't have to really worry about a, a foreign country invading us mm-hmm. what we really have to worry about is us splitting oh, yeah. apart and then those countries taking advantage of which
2: i think gives way more credence back to travis's conspiracy theory of if a country wanted to dissolve us, they would just get us to poke apart at each other from oh, the inside. Heck yeah, man.
1: I think that's kind of what's... Uh, I,
0: I yeah. absolutely believe that there is uh, foreign um, activity that is encouraging this yeah. uh, slide yeah. toward doubting the validity of our own elections and our mm. leaders. And, 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 and like both sides have been accused
1: mm. of being in cahoots with that. You
0: yeah. know? It's just... It's just not healthy. It's like how, how, how did we wind up for the last two elections with such terrible candidates?
1: You know. Mm. Well, yeah. But I would say to your, I think something you're kind of getting at. We've had terrible candidates. That's Mm. in my opinion. This is like why this has been happening. Is like we're used to the politician who's nice and glossy, but he's or she's Mm. a scumbag Mm -hmm. underneath. Anyways, like. Um,
0: I don't think that George W. Bush was glossy,
1: well, in his presentation, right, like obviously the guy when he opened up his mouth, <laughs> you <laughs> understood there's nuclear <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. just certain
1: things he said you knew uh-huh. uh, but it's like the presentation of it, right, mm-hmm. and the pompousness of it, and it's like um. Hey, you know, during election season, we're going to say the worst things about these people, but then behind closed doors, we're best Mm -hmm. friends. And it's like, that seems very sus, you know? Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you guys are all laughing about this, but you're riling us up, one, or the common person Mm -hmm. and two. The common person really thinks it's important for you. It's just a career, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're golden for the rest of your life anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what, what do you expect people to do? And yeah. then I wouldn't be surprised if Russia or China or whoever, they're like, hey, you know, let's make the people even more unhappy about their government. Mm. And it's like...
2: I personally, and I know this goes like flies way in the face of a bunch of American values, but I do think it would do some good if the term limits got extended quite a bit. Because one, I think if you're voting for someone for two years, you don't need to do your research. You can vote on like little things and be like, mm. "Oh, this person seems great, so let's throw him in." He'll be, and it's worse because worse, he's out in two years. If you're voting for someone and you know that he'll be in office for ten years, uh, I think it's not always going to be true, but it's generally going to be true that you might look into it a bit more. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> also one of the frustrating things is that most senators talk about when their first day as a junior senator, excited about like making change. The first thing they're told is get reelected, start making phone calls to get reelected. Mm. And if your if your stay is longer. That shouldn't really be the case mm. of let's get you get you reelected. Let's you've got other stuff mm. to focus on. I think the reason why, mm. yeah, uh, kings didn't focus on getting reelected was because they had to do the kinging. Mm-hmm. That's a new verb I made up. <laughs> not saying it. I'm not. And I'm really. I want to make a point. I'm really over because I know that there are terrible kings the and are terrible rulers that, and there and there would be senators that would get in and ten, that would have tenure thing and still want to try to only focus on getting reelected. Um, but I do think that the con- constant turnover is tough especially when people don't want to run and it's like we don't we're not all going to have a turn on this mm. and so every if you could, if you have someone new every, every 2 years <clears throat> um new ideas new all this I, I don't know i just feel like that creates a lot of instability mm. yeah um
1: i i i yeah i would agree yeah. that maybe the the senate and and house um their their terms should be longer mm-hmm. i would like the idea of there being 5 year terms for presidents for yeah. um and so you could have a 10 year tenure? 10 year 10 yeah. year 10 year I'd, I'd
0: say 20 year I I don't
1: 20 year don't, terms no, or or two no, 10 years No
0: 4 5 year terms
1: 4 5 year or okay. 5
0: 4 year terms because they've all been 4 year terms so far so yeah. it's like Yeah might as well, you know, mm-hmm. not make the kids memorize something else in their history class. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, extend it to where you can have a maximum of five terms. Because it's like, I mean, it's like you were saying, if, if you're the king or if you're, even if you're not a king, but you're mm-hmm. essentially guaranteed to be in power for the indefinite future, like a Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin, it's like, you can make long-term plans that you, you will, will see yeah, you will oversee the execution of those plans. Mm-hmm. And there's
1: enough balance of power in the yeah. government with yeah. the three branches that's like, yeah, if things or, actually get done, there's going to be actually well, a lot of cooperation needed. So. Other, it, okay.
0: Well, just, is there an argument to be made that there should be no term limits? It's like, as long as the people keep liking you and That's and my keep, opinion. Yeah, like, they keep voting you back in.
2: I like the idea of you, we can well, the, vote you out. So if something yeah. happens, you impeach and you pull it every out.
0: four years, we get a chance to vote you yeah. out. But if we're continually happy with you,
2: uh, then that's what that's what FDR was doing. Was they, yeah. they're they're still wanting me as president, so I'm gonna still. Well, be he also
0: like at the end of his second term, World War One was imminent, and so Two. he's like, or I'm sorry, World War Two is imminent, and so he's like, it's probably best for a rookie not to be at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, if we have to go to war to war with the world. Yeah. yeah. And then, which
2: is a, a true sort of thing
0: after his third term, yeah, he, you know they're in the middle of it, so it's like, well, I can, yeah, you know, switch, yeah, which I now. think, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's like, well, to that. yeah, there's a reason that he stayed, and I yeah. think it's a good reason.
2: Um, you like, freaking Greece's Cold War, to the... yeah,
1: what um, the Cold War it was another yeah. overcorrection. It was like, hey, we yeah. don't want to have any dictators uh, here. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but eight years is nothing, yeah, yeah. and then everybody's taking credit for something that they're not really
2: yeah, cause yeah. The, plus
0: imagine if you only had to memorize 20 presidents how great right. would that be instead <laughs> of 50
2: and the the uh, the other thing that i think of is like there's a statistic or not statistic but there's a saying sorry i want to make sure i'm clear on that there's a saying about uh church revitalization when you come and take up take over a dying church from another past, another leader another pastor it takes five years before you can really even start making changes yeah and i'm like yeah. that's most of a president's term so if he gets years, reelected, elected yeah and, he, and if he's trying to put past something like and try to actually do something so by the time the president or by the time a president could theoretically be doing something that actually made a difference that cam- that delivered on campaign promises he's on his way out mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where it's like i would just love to see if they're doing these because some of these like bills and, and measures and things that we've done that have been super significant take like 10 15 years to get mm-hmm. pushed through
3: mm-hmm.
2: so it's like i I would want to see them there for that instead of sitting back and being like, all right, I'm watching someone else handle it. Mm. Um, you yeah. know, I think of the, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make it stance or political thing. I just think about the fact that, um, I might be getting my facts wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong. There was a task force that was set up um, by <clears> Obama <throat> about um, health and public safety and pandemics that was immediately dissolved when Trump came into office. So it's one of the things where, like, I well, think that, that was, actually
0: is true. Where well, it's like,
2: so that was getting momentum, and like, be like, there was literally going to be a, gi- a group of, you know, like a brain trust to say, what can we do? What, how should we respond? How much co- power does the government have? And the first thing that Trump did was get rid of that. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm not saying that as it does it dig against Trump. I'm saying that, that's one of the ways where momentum starts getting built, and then the next guy immediately undo. undo- it's und- like, I, is a mini yeah. purge every four days. Yeah. Years? Yeah. Not good. And yeah, that so, can be yeah,
0: just undoing the, it's like, you gotta at least give an idea time to see if it's gonna, yeah, you know, benefit, but.
1: Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see how that would affect this country.
0: I think it would maybe be that's a what we,
1: greater stability. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's what we need.
0: Well, I think eventually what's gonna happen is, like, Halliburton or Lockheed yeah. Martin is just going to stop being so clandestine about the fact that they're really running the government and just the CEO of one of those companies will take over. Oh, Plot a coup. That's, so just
3: that's
1: such a gross go. thing to think about. Uh, I don't like big government. I don't I'm like big, big f- businesses. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of big business. I think
0: I've said this before. If you had asked me three years ago, Travis, do you think you will outlive the United States of America? I'd have been like, no. There's like a 0% chance that's going to happen. And now I'm like, 15 percent maybe
2: that will happen. all the I think big empires fell possible. from internal destabilization de- or not big ones but a lot of them fell from yeah. internal destabilization yeah. have you this is a side tangent have you seen the movie vice
1: yes wait oh um, yes I no. yes, really yes.
2: really enjoy that movie with uh christian bale christian, christian. bale that's right i what? enjoyed it it's again it's coming from a you know a certain perspective so they're gonna because mm-hmm. it's liberal guys that are making it but i thought it was a hilarious movie too mm. it was
1: it was i i did think it was mm-hmm. a good movie but it's like they kept trying to make a point like oh this really happened and then yeah. it's just like why can't you be honest about that? because and then you fact checked it and it's like no, no some really. some of that stuff was was really way exaggerated like, yeah and it's like propaganda well yeah it's hard to say it's not propaganda if you want to be honest mm-hmm. it's like why just be
0: honest
3: that's mm-hmm. it like
1: even if you're because like i uh I'm not liberal, right? So I'm not necessarily going to enjoy all the poking fun of, of conservatives. You yeah. know, like, I've really stepped back from politics. I don't know, because, you know, if you're a politician, you're a politician. You're not on my side. You're on your own side. Hmm. I'd rather just pray to God. Yeah, um, right? <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, it's like, I, I can laugh at Dick yeah. Cheney being, and it was funny. But it's just like, just don't, you don't have to exaggerate it. Yeah. I think what we were talking about is like this is a movie in itself. Real life mm-hmm. is life imitating art, or is art imitating life? We don't mm-hmm. know at this point, and it's mm-hmm. really weird. And it's just like, yeah, something is going on where how can it get worse mm-hmm. keeps being discovered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like it makes for a great movie. And yeah, I think
2: yeah it brought I mean, up some good points. I feel like it went a little ex- like extremely exaggerated on points, but I feel like it was interesting. So I'm like, I didn't know much about that. So I was like watching through and go. And going, interesting. I, I'm like, I don't think that's right. I think that's exaggerated. But like, but it wouldn't surprise me mm. if some of that wasn't that exaggerated. Especially yeah. like when they talk when he asked, he asks. Uh, um, so they get what is it? Um, Cheney asked Rumsfeld like early on in his political career. Is like, is this? Do, are we doing this? Because we, do we think this this is right? Is is it, do we think that's the the moral right thing to do? And Rumsfeld just laughs really like a lot hard. Like, <laughs> Like, that's so funny. Like, we even care what's right. Like, and i to me, it's like. It's a little yeah, cartoony. It's a little cartoony, but it's like, <laughs> but I, it's like, sometimes I wonder if like, maybe not, and not one side or the other, like both sides, like if that's really the thing of like, who cares? It's going to get us power. Uh, um, man, cause that's, it's a big talk about like absolute power and what it does yeah. to people. Cause I do think it does. Power changes people.
1: There's, um, I think it's on Netflix and this just for me, it was like, wow, it's was, it was really cool seeing this movie with everything that's going on in, uh, Mm-hmm. ukraine and russia but uh it's called munich on the edge of war have you guys seen it
2: no i've seen the movie munich
1: i love that movie my too.
2: professor's wife was in that olympics she was a swimmer Neat. for who america for america okay yeah, yeah, i didn't know yeah. uh, <laughs> oh sorry sorry yeah no no she wasn't involved in that she was just yeah. there when they he locked down out. because they had captured yeah yeah
1: um anyways uh the reason i'm just uh bringing this up is because it's about um you know the munich conference and it's about um um neville chamberlain
2: oh That's, yeah
1: he's played by jeremy irons who i really love oh uh, i guess so i never I've heard, never of, heard it. of this yeah but it's about you know the, on the edge of world war Two and what's going on uh-huh. um and there's this other character so you kind of see a german perspective munich a pact. uh mm-hmm. more of a british perspective and mm-hmm. all this stuff and it's like uh is it okay if I share something from? Him? Yeah, okay. It's, it's, I mean, it's you are, yeah, it's
2: history, so it's not Any, really. anything. History is like it shouldn't be spoilers.
1: This guy. Now, I didn't check to see how histor- historically accurate uh-huh. this is, but it seems to try to portray it in that way. But there's this uh, German. Um, he 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 was able to get an uh, an in with the um the German I guess uh, officials that were mm-hmm. going to delegate the delegates I guess. Uh, the The conference there to try to decide what was going on with, with um, Germany and Czechoslovakia mm-hmm. at the time because there was a dispute, tutorial, territorial dispute, right? Anyways, one of the guys that went in there, he uh, really despised Hitler, but he liked him at first. But then he found out what was really going on and he really despised. So he was doing everything that he could to try to get him out, mm-hmm. right? So he, it's a college friend that... Uh, he ends up trying to get in contact with who was English. And he came with, uh, no, with Chamberlain. So they're actually able to meet in Munich. And it was actually a bit of espionage because he oh. was trying to share with him documents showing that Hitler's not being honest about mm-hmm. his intentions. So he finally gets to meet with Chamberlain. Uh, and he's like, you got three minutes. And he's, he says mm-hmm. all this stuff. And there's a document about, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's Hitler saying
3: mm-hmm.
1: that, you know, there's so many a certain amount of Germans living in this territory, in this territory, it's too small mm-hmm. and we're people destined for greater things, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so it's, it's
2: the like, argument.
1: right. So, mm-hmm. um, he shows us to Chamberlain and Chamberlain is like, look, I'm sorry, this is just very naive of you. Like I'm about to prevent a war right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, even if I wanted to do something about this, wh- what can we do? Really,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because Chamberlain's whole mentality was like, Prevent a war at all yeah, costs. I, he's, he's he didn't fight in World War One, but he was because he was too old, but he saw, right? Yeah, it's like, and that was a lot of mentality of people like, Just prevent yeah. the war. And I'm again, I don't know how accurate this is because mm-hmm. they're trying to paint Neville or yeah, Neville's as kind of like, Look, I know there's gonna be a war, but I'm trying to buy as much time. Huh. So he ends up not doing anything, and I feel Mm -hmm. like you feel terrible for this uh, German Mm -hmm. guy because it's like, I've just given you the smoking gun that Hitler is not your friend. And then... And it's like, because of politics and how all that works, it's like, yeah, but this isn't... So it's like, Mm. I do believe that a lot of this stuff goes on, like what's morally right or wrong. It's like, what's beneficial, and there's a game to be had, there's a dance to dance. Yeah,
2: And, you know... I think people are trying to do the best that they, I like, like with chamber, like doing the best that he knows how, but
1: if in fact, that's what he was doing. Yeah. You know, cause that's how the movie portrays and I think there's a, there's yeah. truth to it, but I think also there was this, uh, like, look, we don't really want to get involved.
2: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, again, I'm, as a Christian, I'm not really for warfare or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just kind of like, there's a line in the movie, which makes you think, cause, um, they keep saying, people will keep saying there's still hope. And uh, the retort against that, like the German guy, because mm-hmm. the British guy says that there's still hope. Mm-hmm. And and his retort was, uh, and wouldn't the world be better off if there wasn't any? Because in his mind, he said, oh, yeah, all hope is, is waiting for someone else to do it. Mm. Waiting for someone else to do it. So, and I'm like, you know, I mean, again, mm. this is not necessarily my theology Accepted, Yeah. But it's just like knowing what was about yeah. to happen.
2: It's like, man. Yeah, and, and it, there was a, there, cause there was that strong argument of it's over there. It won't it won't mm-hmm. come to us or mm-hmm. or we can stop stop it. Because I think it was maybe this was later on in the war, but it was uh, um, Churchill who was very adamant about like let's hit now. And there was a line where he gets really really upset to where he shut out. And this is I think in like a lot of history books too, where he just outbursts and goes they they're talking about like reasoning with her, like a lot of the parliament was like pacify, pacify, reason with let's talk about diplomatic and Churchill just outburst was you cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that's such a wonderful crisp statement. I mean, Churchill's full of those, but I, I, I think that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. statements where he's like, you can't, you can't make negotiations. Right. It's about to eat you. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's only one thing that you do and that's, the, that's the fight.
1: That's, um,
2: Oh my gosh. How am I going to forget his name?
1: It was, I think, he was Lutheran, uh, the the German Bonhoeffer? Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer, that's something that he
2: had to struggle with, right? He really did, mm. and uh, you can see it in his papers and his that's writing. Gotta, that's
1: got to be an interesting pocket. I think we should talk about it with Ukraine as well, and oh, definitely, and like Bonhoeffer and what he hmm. he did and what we mm-hmm. think. I might just start reading some Bonhoeffer yeah, next video. week. That's you interesting. Know. I kind
2: of want to see this now because I know from it's a great movie. From by what by I way. heard from my from my dad, who his undergrads in. Uh, German and German history, um, there was a lot of the German nobility that were against Hitler because that's most of what he spoke out against was yeah. nobility, and so there was a lot of, uh, especially a lot of like assassination attempts. And and mm. even that one was from I think von Stauffenberg was the one that was trying to blow up Hitler, mm. who was uh, a, a descendant of like German nobility, yeah. So that was a little fascinating thing of like the nobles, were, like this guy's talking against us, so for probably for the wrong reasons. But it's like at least they were trying.
1: Well, from the, the I love the period of like right before World War One when you know this big mm-hmm.
2: uh the intertestamental time. Th- I'm just kidding.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like what is it, the scramble of Africa. All this colonization yeah. is going on with yeah. the European powers, Ooh. and then obviously the rise of Germany. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it just continues on to World War II. I don't see it as two separate things. Yeah. Just the politics and yeah. just where the world was. You and you see that in this movie. I recommend you guys uh, What's see it called? this. It's Munich on the edge of war. You know?
3: Okay,
1: and So it's pretty, the title pretty much tells you what's going on. But it's just like fascinating to see the British perspective, the German perspective. Mm-hmm. See a little bit of, of the French, but they're on the same side as the British. Mm-hmm. And just understanding that world. And it's just like, man, what it would have been like to have been like a German or just a person in Germany around mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. In Europe in general. And like it doesn't even end at World War Two. Then we get into this Cold War, which heats up every mm. now and, and again. And then, then the
2: communists like... <clears throat> you across. Man, Jeez. Yeah. The fun... world whole the
0: whole twentieth century oh. is one war. Yeah. It's like you have the the prologue, and the, <laughs> yeah. the and then the Cold War being the epilogue and everything. But yeah, I think that's a great question. It's like how like how much was the deck just stacked against oh, their beings? a humanity and like us not uh, all just wiping each other out with nuclear weapons and and here we are and it's like such a testimony to the fact that like god yeah is in control because i can't chalk this up to human restraint and wisdom (laughs) like you see how many times we're just on the
2: precipice of you know extinction as a species multiple times we accidentally dropped uh, nuclear bombs oh on our own gosh. country. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's uh, actually oh, happened. Yeah. Was it like Maryland or something like that? Where they, yep. No, it, it didn't was, detonate. It didn't I thought detonate. it was New Mexico. There was multiple there was one times. on the east uh, multiple. coast. Yeah, there was one. There was one in like I think it was Maryland that it the the plane like had some technical difficulties like, but they like mm. the um warhead. Out and Can you imagine? And it didn't Can explode. Imagine it didn't explode. Can you imagine? But it fell from like yes. thirty thousand feet onto Being... the city. Oh,
1: and you no, know, it, it, uh, I think it's the one in New Mexico. I don't know about this one about the the city, mm-hmm. but in New Mexico, it didn't explode because it wasn't, I guess, mm-hmm. luckily it wasn't armed too. But it killed a cow, <laughs> like poor <laughs> cow oh. and poor farmers, like what the oh. hell?
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Oh, uh-huh. uh, but if I could recommend one more movie. To the two of you yeah, and yeah. the one listener, Jess. Maybe yes, I love you. Um, no, it's the cur- the courier with Benedict Cumberbatch. The courier. Oh, a lot of these are is with it British. World War One? It's Cold War, and oh. Benedict Cumberbatch is um, he's a businessman, and they the M- MI6 right? They use him to communicate with a Russian general, like he's just there on business. Uh-huh. Not with the British government, but just wanted to bring British business into in which they were very Mm -hmm. interested. A lot of espionage going on. But this guy, who I don't even know the actual name of, this guy and this Russian general saved the world. Because Uh. it's because of them that the Cuban Missile Crisis
2: uh, ended up... That's called Courier. Yes, it
1: ended up being what it was. But it was like... Mm. These Little movies,
2: I love, love movies, these man.
1: movies, should be blockbusters, man, because right. they And I know there's an argument to be made with that oh, was a real cinema with Marvel. There. I love Marvel, but like these, these stories, man, like nobody knows who these people are.
2: And history's mm. got some crazy oh, stuff I in it, like too. it's super entertaining. It is, I love, I love it Also, my You're one of my man. favorite, uh, get to teach it. I think it wasn't even a behind the moment. I think it was a bloopers. From behind the ferns, oh my God, kind of, <laughs> which is when Benedict Cumberbatch is sitting there and he goes, says I know this." Do you think? Do you think people would realize that you're not a very good actor if you didn't have a British accent? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Do
1: you know True Detective, the show with the first season was with what's his name? McConaughey and uh, and Harold Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson and uh, Gal Gadot. Actor. Mm, yeah he asked him so what was the marijuana budget on that show and he's like have you smoked any of it now no. in in the bloopers McConaughey could not keep himself alive, mm. he was
2: alive, he was alive. I like I, I do love history movies but I also have started to really love going on YouTube and watching like history professors review slash other like history buff people people review movies for accuracy, and some of them it's like mind-blowing, you're like, oh, this was actually really accurate, or they made it less dramatic than it actually, like, was, where uh, there's some, <clears throat> some moments where it's, uh, like in, like, my, my favorite one to point to is, like in Chernobyl, they made it less dramatic than it actually was, because the firemen that first show up, they show them in gloves and hats and stuff. A lot of them were just wearing, like, uh, um, their just pajamas, and bare-handing everything, yeah. there are no helmets, so it was one of those things where it's like, oh they made it Less intense than it actually was, because because the one of the script supervisors was like, I think when they were in a meeting, it was like, no one's gonna believe that they showed up here without any gear on whatsoever. And he's like, some of them did. Dang. Um, but yeah, I, love, I gotta rewatch that. I love those little channels that they give little little things. Re-watch. Like one of them was there was a um, historian that was reviewing World War Two movies and was like, how would you give it for accuracy? And I love the movie The Imitation Game, but he was saying it was. The, the problem that he had with it was that it was so focused on one guy. And he says touring was great, but the whole Bletchley Park team, like it was a huge amount of people that were doing this operation. <clears throat> and so I, I like when they give me things like that, because otherwise it makes it seem like it's like this one man against the world. And he's like, it very much wasn't, but he was a significant figure because he was the father of modern computers. Hmm. Um, and I sometimes oh, I get man. a little bit frustrated when movies do that. It's like, this guy is amazing and you can tell his story. Without making it being like, the whole war was saved by this one man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Making him, uh, put him on a pedestal. Mm-hmm.
1: It's
2: unfortunate. So next week.
0: Ukraine? Bonhoeffer? Bonhoeffer. I'm
2: gonna Bonhoeffer. need to read up on this, because <coughs> this whole night I've been like, oh gosh, what happened to Ukraine? I gotta go look this up. Are they okay? No, <laughs> so nothing yet. Nothing. But... Yeah, but it's scary. Eh. <laughs> All is right. it like Crimea? Yeah.
0: Crimea oh. River.
3: Okay.
2: How many times is this gonna happen before we're like? I think Stopping all. Of, I think all of history. Well, could be therein up in that lies. Question. Therein <laughs> lies the question. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. All right. It's all for now, Adios. folks. All right. Love you guys. Love you too. Not <laughs> you, the listener. Oh.
2: I Bye. thought it was a lot of love in this room, but you're just. I Come also the, love you're you talking guys, to the, but that to the instance
0: fans. of me saying I love you was to the listener <laughs> <laughs> who's made it this far. Good night. <sighs>